Yo, what's going on, guys? This is the Jack of All Trades podcast. I'm your host, Jack Freeman. We here in our wonderful location, undisclosed, overlooking the city. I get a view of Energy Stadium where the magic happened last night. Um, we had my we had my girl Cardi B go out there and put seventy five thousand people in that stadium for the rodeo. She did her thing, so we talked about that. Um, we had no guests today. Um, another no guest, no problem episode. Me and my guy Ryan Rocket, you know, just shooting the breeze, talking about everything that's going on these days. And um, I think I like that um, that that this this uh, format where I, I bring people and we go a few weeks and we and you know I interview them and talk to them and then we just you know kick back and talk about whatever's going on with us and you know have a good time. So we talk about the Cardi B rodeo performance. Um, Mariah King, Mariah Carey came down to town, so we talk a little bit about that. We talk a little bit about um, trying to get our, um, you know, what it's like as an artist, you know, putting out new music and and um, always having to request for the old hits and and things of that nature. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff, man. We talk about a whole whole myriad of things. We talk about. Mr. Smollett and his escapades. We talk about um, um, R. Kelly and all of his nastiness. Um, we talk about uh, the upcoming UFC fight tonight, which I'm going to watch tonight. Um, we talk a little bit about um, colorism and um, we stay woke out here in these streets because that's what we do. But most importantly, we talk about my dates coming up. March 14th, we're at the Parker Jazz Club, 830 in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest. March 16th, we are at the Goran Brothers Hat Shop, 9 p.m. We are um, definitely going to be in the building for South by Southwest. We're going to make we're going to make it rain in there, make it rain music and love and stuff. Um, May 18th, I'm going to be at the NOLA Soul and Arts Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Louis Armstrong Park. Um, got some more stuff, man. Um, you know, because I sang songs in my time. I'm going to sing the songs that I like to sing. Because it's funny to me. And, um, you know, so if you're listening and you are attempting to book myself for any event whatsoever um, my email is jackfreemanmusic at gmail.com please do not flood my email with a bunch of bullshit because I will never respond to it um, yeah man then we also talk about my, my trip to Chicago and my trip to New York to go do my shows out there um, having fun and singing songs and eating food and whatnot. Um, and then we talk about Ja because he's trash um. <laughs> yeah, and um, in front of our faces, U of H lost their second game of the year. So uh, yeah, we talk about all of that and a whole lot more on this long ass podcast. It's time. Let's get it in, baby. Make up your mind 
What's going on, guys? This is Jack Freeman. You're listening to the Jack of All Trades podcast. Um, we here, man, in our glorious uh, undisclosed location overlooking the city, baby. Um, yeah, man, we uh, today is a wonderful, wonderful day out in Houston. It's a nice day. Um, but this is another podcast, another episode. Told you I'd do it again. Uh, well, we don't have a guest. So it's just me and my guy, my producer, Mr. Ryan Rocket. We're here today. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you been? I'm good, man. I'm just, uh, you know, recovering, getting back from, um, from, from, um, my travels. So, uh, you know, which we'll get to in a little bit, man. A lot's been going on though in the last, last couple of weeks, man. Uh, yeah. This past weekend, how's your weekend? It was cool, well, man. It's Saturday, so your weekend's yeah. still going. <laughs> but like, yeah, how was your Friday? My Friday was cool, man. Um, didn't get Cardi B rodeo tickets. You know, I was yeah, politicking yeah. for him. I was trying. Yeah, but actually, man. I'm glad I didn't go now because I know it was packed. It was, yeah, it's packed. So, 75,000 people. Yeah, so for those that don't know, um, uh, for those of our uh, out-of-towners who, out-of-town listeners, you know, the five of y'all that, that listen, um, we, Houston, has uh, an annual season uh that starts in late february and goes throughout march was it into like april something like that right yeah something like that um where every night um we have the houston livestock show and rodeo and it is exactly what you think it is it is a livestock show where you country go and get ass to, shit yeah some country <laughs> ass shit um we have um uh there's a live petting zoo like yeah. you get to pet cows and and there's like chickens there too, and mm-hmm. like horses and all that stuff. So like one little area is like filled with all types of uh, wild animal shit. Yeah. And then there's um, in the stadium, in the football stadium, we have the rodeo, which is all sorts of like horses racing around barrels mm-hmm. and bull riding. A bull riding, which is my favorite part of the yep. shit because. Never fails that somebody gets just gets rocked on the on the um they they got like um it's been a while man uh, calf wrestling yeah they do a lot of that stuff like if you if if you are an animal rights enthusiast you probably are one that goes out and um and um protest. probably protest this whole thing and they did protest Cardi B too of course they did yeah. um also in the parking lot there is a full carnival yes um. The first like couple of days of the of the of the rodeo is a, a cook off. Yes, they do um, just a bunch of people come out there barbecuing and all that kind of stuff. You got to like pay for like your space and all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's a it's a it's a cool situation. Uh, it's very unique to the city. It's uh it's about as um as unique to the city as like a Mardi Gras would be for like New Orleans. Yeah. Um, I know that other places have rodeos and I know other cities have Mardi Gras, but like, you know, New Orleans is kind of the place where everybody wants to go Mardi Gras. Um, you know, um, what do they do to taste of, taste of Chicago and, um, in, in Chicago, like the, you know, just different things like that. Like this, one of those things where like the rodeo in Houston is uh, a huge deal. And at the end of every rodeo, there is a concert. Yeah. Um, normally we get, one black artist a year mm-hmm. and it's normally black heritage night was last like black heritage yes. night so um last year we had leon bridges people were really upset about that yeah it was a um and i like leon i don't think that it was um 
maybe time on his platform mm-hmm. for him to do that. And I think it was kind of a bad position to put him in because um, he's a great artist, I think. And I think he's uh, I think he's really talented, but I don't know. You know, it's a football stadium. Yeah. And, you that's, know. That's Beyonce night. That's Mary J. Blige yeah, night. Yeah, you got Mary my, had- my first, my, for, for, um, for context, my first concert was Earth, Wind & Fire at the Rodeo. Oh, wow. In 1996. So this is Earth, Wind & Fire. So when we're talking about Black Heritage Night, we're talking about, um, like you said, Mary J. Blige, Beyonce. I've seen Destiny's Child there. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when Destiny's Child played there, that was um, the first time they'd ever performed Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else did I see? Smokey Robinson, um, like in 97. So yeah. I saw... I saw Earth, Wind & Fire 96. 97 was Smokey Robinson. I've seen LL Cool J at the rodeo. Um, I think John Legend's done the rodeo. John Legend's definitely yeah. done the rodeo. Um, Alicia Keys Alicia Keys. I think I was at Alicia Keys. I was definitely at Alicia Keys. Okay. Um, that was like when she first dropped, like right? Like first nah, album. She, she had been out for a few years at that time. Probably like first or second album. Second yeah. album probably. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think I was there for that. Um yeah, man, it's just a, it's just a. Uh, so they had this Black Heritage Night, and um, the Black Old Texan Committee kind of like, you know, is is a, a big thing in, in Houston. Uh, my dad was a part of the committee for a little while, and that's how we ended up getting a lot of those um, tickets to go to those. And um, last night, Friday night, was uh, we had Cardi B. Yes, and um, Cardi B set the record for attendance at the rodeo. Let me look the exact number up. I have it saved. It was over seventy five thousand. Yes, um, that is she broke the record previously held by Selena. Well, to be exact, I believe Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks broke had the it record. Last. He broke that yeah. record, and then Cardi B broke his record by like three people. Because Garth, because Garth was here at the beginning of the rodeo last year yes. and at the end of the rodeo last year. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So Garth Brooks broke Selena's record. Um. In Car- uh, the 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 big thing about Selena was, if I understand correctly, Selena performed, played the rodeo, and then a month later she passed. Yeah, it was so, real soon. Yeah, it was very soon after that. Um, I'm being from Houston. I know Selena, and I know the impact that she had. I wasn't very really well versed in her music that much, but if you from Houston, you know Selena. If you're yeah. from Texas, you know Selena. So uh if you're from anywhere, you know Selena yes. at this point. But um yeah, the late Grace Selena um performed at the rodeo and a month later she uh she was uh, murdered. Killed. Um Garth Brooks came last year, I believe. He yeah. broke it last year. Yeah. He broke her attendance record last year. Selena so Selena had the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. That was when the Astrodome was still here. Uh, Energy Stadium wasn't even around yet. Um, wasn't even thought of yet. It was like 95, right? Um, and I believe 96 is when the Oilers left, and we still had the rodeo yeah, at the so. Astrodome until Energy Stadium was built and fully functioning. Um, Garth Brooks broke it last year, and... Um, and Barty, yes, Cardi B shows up and puts over seventy five thousand people in that stadium. To be exact, seventy five thousand five hundred and eighty. And to be even more exact, the NRG Stadium holds seventy two thousand two hundred people. So they were packed. They were like at capacity. Three thousand plus over capacity. Over capacity. 
fire hazard, folks. Yes. Like, the only other person, the only other people that have even put that many people in the stadium, in the sta- in our stadium at least, um, Rodeo or not, was like Beyonce. Yeah. And um, who else? There was one other one. Uh, Garth Brooks and Beyonce. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. And Beyonce wasn't even Beyonce Beyonce at that point. Right. But she was still, you know, yeah. breaking records and all yeah, that. Yeah, she was still breaking records. And um, uh, to my knowledge, they had, did they have 70? It was maybe 60 or something like that in there on Honor Run 2. I went to Honor Run 2. Yeah. Um, they sold the stadium out twice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, like. I say, I like to say, Cardi is like. You thought Cardi was having a great year last year. Cardi's having a. Cardi had a great beginning of 2009. Mm-hmm. Ni- 19, I'm sorry. She, you know, she wins a Grammy two weeks ago. Yes. Um, For best rap album. Not even like best song, mm-hmm. like best rap song. Like she won best rap album. Um, She won. And, and then she comes out to Houston and puts on this show that's just like from the videos that I saw it seemed like a really great show yeah. um i think that and i know this because i was at the davenport last night and i caught all of that crowd um <laughs> so yes. like it was it, it's a um it's a dope feat to to uh to see her do man like i i was uh, i was one of those people that early on like I don't watch Love and Hip Hop, so um, wasn't really sure who she was. I just knew that she was a, a stripper that had a a lot to say. Yeah, um, and she talked about that too on her Instagram story. Like yeah. the first time she came out to Houston, was she to was towards the strip. Yeah, and yeah. now she's selling out, over selling out in RG yeah. Stadium, in RG Stadium for the rodeo. And um, I think that speaks to the power of um, what you can do for people that you really actually support. So, you know, because last year, uh, like I said, um, Leon came and did the exact same night, the same night. Uh, Leon Bridges came in and I believe his attendance was maybe like 7,500. Yeah. And um, a lot of people, there's there's two sides of the coin here. So, like, people were like, well, um, it, well, you know, Leon should have more people there because he, you know, a couple of people I saw, he's like, he sold out Stubbs Barbecue twice in a row. Well, Stubbs Barbecue, for those that don't know, is an Austin um, barbecue spot, but it is also a very large venue in the back that holds maybe like 2,000 people, right? So if you sell that out 2,000, I mean, two nights in a row, um, if if it holds 2,000 people or so, you got 4,000 people in the, in the building, and that's cool, right? But we're talking about a 72,000-seat stadium. <laughs> and... Um, I'm not even sure that Leon's catalog is even conducive to a football stadium. Yeah. I think my music to a certain extent, I don't even know if that's conducive to a football stadium. So like, it's no diss to, to Leon. I, I think Leon's dope, but, um, at a time for the last couple of years, I think the year before they had Jason Derulo. Yeah. And that was rough too. And everyone like, look, I don't know anybody black who likes Jason Derulo. <laughs> so at a time, like there was a there was this thing where I was thinking, like I'm thinking that maybe um, 
I'm thinking that maybe they're making this bad on purpose so that they can get rid of Black Heritage Night because they think that nobody's showing up to it. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they get Cardi, and part of me thinks that maybe they're trying to say that they ain't going to show up to this either. But 75,000 people showed yeah. up to that no, place. No, I think that they had to know that Cardi was going to get get it packed. I hope so. I think that maybe, I think that what happened was um, the people that are with the Black Go Texting Committee and the, um, you know, all the black people that are involved in the rodeo probably said, look, we can't have this. Yeah. We want to have fun too. Y'all get Garth Brooks three nights a year. Or when Pat Green was popping, y'all had Pat Green. And when, you know, um, Hispanic Heritage Night, they, you know, they get their people and they get, you know, whoever they enjoy the most. We get country music every day for two months. Mm-hmm. Can we for once go back to what we were doing before? And really, because I remember when when we were at uh, at the at the rodeo with um. You know, during those times with Earth, Wind, and Fire and, and Smokey Robinson, and other, we 60, 70,000 people in there. Yeah. In the Astrodome. Astrodome held like 66,000 people or something like that. 65,000. They were getting 68,000. And for the drop-off to happen that way, like um, for Cardi to come in and and do the numbers that she did, because I think it sold out in a day. Yeah, quick. You know, that's that's amazing, man. And um. I definitely wanted no part of being around that area. Yeah, same <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the one thing that happens is, I mean, rodeo season in Houston is like having Super Bowl week weekend, but like for two months. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like that. it is constant traffic at night on the way to and on the way from every night. The Lyft and Uber surges are super high um it's just a time man it's a it's a it's a time for everybody that uh for everybody to enjoy man um i'm just glad that that uh cardi was able to to go out there and put on the show and um everybody had a safe night because i don't think there was anything i didn't see i don't think anything you know rough happened or anything like that but um um i'm glad everybody had a good time i'm glad everybody kind of was able to do i'm people on their way to the rodeo right now i saw two wrecks on the way to the rodeo yeah like there's like people are out in their cowboy boots mad (laughs) on the freeway um (laughs) and i know they on the way to the rodeo because you know the carnival is like all day um you know maybe they pre-gaming beforehand and going i don't know who's playing tonight but um which actually brought me to an idea like a thought of mine like i wonder how I wonder what's the one thing you'd be most afraid of to be wearing and get into a major car accident. Oh man. Um, <laughs> like, like, like just imagine like some lady, she's going on her way to her man's house and she got a trench coat on and nothing yeah. on under it. And then she gets like, I was going to say a woman in high heels period, but then you can take those off. So it's not, too I saw a guy in a tuxedo. Yeah, that's rough. Today, like on the way here. Yeah. I saw a guy in a tuxedo. I don't know if he's getting ready to go to a wedding or what. But all of this happened on 610, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so, like. Maybe if you were a mascot and you were running yeah, late to work. you had so the you costume had on. on. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that, too. Or, um, yeah, like a um, like maybe you're, you're in drag. 
<laughs> like maybe you're Some headed to party or maybe you're yeah. headed to you know your your drag <laughs> event and and you get sideswiped at an intersection and you just. And now you got to wait on the insurance man to come. And now you got to explain to people why you got on what you got on. It's like, look, don't say nothing to me right now. I know this looks crazy. I know this looks like, do you take, like, because the thing is, like, if you're in drag and you're on the way there, do you take yeah. the wig off before you get out of the car? That's the thing. Like, because you, it's already, like, you right. already got the dress on. Mm -hmm. It's already, you like, you got the makeup on, too. So, like, do you take the wig off or do you? Do you just like ride it you out? You just gotta commit. You gotta commit, point. like you know, because <laughs> if you got your if you got your um your mascots, like you 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 one of the mascots that spin the signs outside, yeah. like you get <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough, man. That's rough because I seen hella people with with uh like cowboy boots on and they cowboy hats yes. and they got they they uh big old belt buckle on got their belt buckle and they, and they yeah. tight jeans they wrangler yeah yeah that's rough man they got yeah. their stetson on they didn't even take the stetson off they just they just got out they was like trying to exchange <laughs> insurance information that's crazy so also uh last night was mariah carey was in town and you yes. went to that yes so I tell did. us about it so um randomly we at uh, where i work we get uh, opportunities for things usually we don't get a notice until the night of right typically that hey we have tickets for so-and-so right i didn't even know mariah carey was on tour let alone that was she, that she would be in houston right right let alone the same night as cardi b right but we were notified. We had some tickets extra. Um, I requested them, and I took my ex. We went to that show instead because, you know, there's like I okay. said, I, I wanted no parts of that Cardi B traffic or anything. So, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Went to the Mariah Carey show. She's played at the uh, Smart Financial Center. A new spot out in um, Sugarland. Sugarland. Yeah. I still haven't been to the venue yet. It's okay. Yeah. There, there, one thing I don't like about it, there are no monitors. So mm. if you're up in the balcony, you really can't yeah, see screwed. what yeah. you look like like you can see the stage fine yeah. but there's no monitors for people who are kind of far away to see what she looks like i really. would think they'd have to you know put some some um renovations in there and, and yeah. do and do the monitors because I, I don't understand that because even even the house of blues they got tvs exactly. up on the wall like that's that's weird i didn't know that I don't get it, but it, yeah. it is a nice venue. I've been there yeah. a couple times. I went to see. Uh, What's the cap in there? Like three, three thousand? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's kind of smaller, smaller. Maybe like two twenty five hundred something. Yeah, like that. yeah, smaller. It, the the turnout honestly wasn't all that great. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that was because of Cardi. Honestly, you think it was like half full, or would you it say was, it was like seventy five percent? I would say seventy five percent, but there was no traffic getting in there. Wow. Like we took a lift. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more busy. We just drove straight up. I really didn't even know. I really didn't even know she was in town until I saw people. I saw a couple people take pictures from in there. Yeah. And um, yeah. I got. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's, it. She's on tour, right? Yeah. So, I. I mean, I guess it was. I guess you would expect more from Mariah Carey, like you know, a better turnout. But like you said, Cardi B was in was in town. I think town. that was the main thing. I think and, if um, nobody else was here, that I think she probably would have had more people come out. But yeah, it was just a rough yeah. night to have a show in I think Houston. What, two weeks ago, they had uh, Babyface and Charlie Wilson there. Yeah, I wanted to see that show, man. My, I'm mad I didn't go. My boy Greyhouse, shout out to Greyhouse, man. He uh, he he opened for him at okay. the beginning, so it was pretty uh, pretty dope. He told me it was a dope show. That's dope. So uh, 
Yeah, man. Like I, I still got to get to a show at Smart Financial. They've been putting on some good shows over they there. Have. The Osley Brothers have been, been over there a few times. Um, I went to some kind of like throwback '90s show. Uh huh. They had um, who was it? Monica oh, was there. I think I remember this. Genuine yeah. was there. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? Was it Drew Hill? No, it wasn't Drew Hill. No, it wasn't Drew Hill. It was a group, though, It was like Next, I think, or somebody. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody, one of those, uh, whoever, one of those groups. Uh, But Monica put on a good show. It was a good show. They put together, uh, at least for for black artists, I think they put together shows uh, similar to what you would see at, like, Arena Theater. Yeah. So um, that's dope, man. I think they, you know, I don't don't know who promotes those shows over there, but um, eventually I'll get over there and, you know, catch something over there, so... So Mariah herself, um, it was okay. The thing Damn. is, she she is touring her new album, and mm. I thought her new album was okay. I still haven't heard it yet. You I told me. Right. I think we talked about yeah. that, and I still haven't heard it yet. I thought it was all right. Okay, you know, it was pretty much what you'd expect from Mariah Carey. A little bit better than what I expected. I think my guy Beach did some production on there. Yeah, it's a solid yeah. produced album, honestly. Okay. But when I got to see a Mariah show, I did not want to hear a whole lot of new Mariah songs, honestly. Right. She right. did a pretty decent job at the beginning yeah. of mixing in the new with the classics. Yeah. She uh, opened up with that song that samples uh, Crush on You. Okay. She, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But then she transitioned that into, uh, what was it? Not Fantasy, the other one. I can't remember one of one of our other big yeah. singles, and yeah. it, it sounded good. It sounded really good. What's the one that do? Do 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 Dream Lover. Yeah, Dream okay. Lover. Yeah, she oh, transitioned. Oh, Dream Lover. Dream yeah. Lover. She transitioned into Dream Lover. Okay, yeah. And so I'm hyped now. I'm like, okay, she's yeah, like, back she in her bag now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. And then she exited her bag. She kind of <laughs> did, man. She kind of did. I hate to say it. That's crazy. Because I'm a big Mariah fan. Like, yeah. I think she's one of the goats. But uh, she did a lot of newer songs, and yeah. she did Fantasy, but she did, like, a weird remix EDM mm-hmm. version first and yeah. transitioned into the classic song. Yeah. And then she did songs off of Glitter at one point. Yeah. I'm like, you could have left that at home. Yeah. <laughs> you could have left the Glitter at home. Yes. You could have did Breakdown. You could have did a whole lot of stuff yeah. from your earlier albums instead of Glitter. So, I think, I, as an artist, that's hard. because I was going to ask you about that, too. It is hard, because when you... Look, I got... I'd like to, I probably got about like 40, 50 songs like in the marketplace, right? Yeah. Um, And I'm not even anywhere near a caliber of a Mariah Carey or, um, or, you know, anybody like that. But when you've been out for a long time and you got these classics and you got these, um, what was it? We Belong Together is like the most streamed song. Yeah. Of the 2000s, like literally the most, not streamed, but the most played song. Yeah. Played on radio, everything like that. It's like, it's got the record for the 2000s as the most played song in the decade, right? When you have songs like that, when you have songs like, um, um, like Dream Lover or, um, um, the the joint with uh with uh ODB yeah um, fantasy fantasy even um, like vision of love vision, vision of love is like love. twenty plus years old yeah man. like she when you got songs too. like that and they and you still putting out newer music and you want to tour that music and you want to play that music it does unless you're going to put on a two and a half hour set mm-hmm. you do kind of leave your OG fo- following hanging and your new following 
isn't necessarily going to be there anyway. Yeah. So, um, so you have to put in a type of work like a Beyonce. Yeah. Because Beyonce is on stage. She does it really good. She does yeah, it really good. Beyonce's on stage for two hours. Mm-hmm. And, and hardly ever does the um, Destiny's Child shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, her, she's kind of a special circumstance though because right, yeah. she has so many hits from so and right. to be honest Mariah Carey did die out a little bit yeah she had a she had a cold moment yeah and um and she had like years of being cold yeah. and um and I don't even think it was because she was really putting out much music it was, I don't think she was putting out music at all yeah like, I think, personal issues she was dealing yeah with she was dealing with a lot and um you know when you got people like uh even like Prince to a certain extent. Yeah. Like before Prince died, when he was torn when he was torn, he wasn't even really doing nothing from Purple Rain no more. He re- he really had just started to start playing those songs again. Yeah. He had got he into his Jehovah's good. Witness thing yes. for a while and he just like anything from like eighty six to like eighty nine, yeah, he wasn't stopped. doing. And none of the stuff that he did before that, like uh like uh, soft and wet and mm-hmm. all of that. Like he wasn't doing yeah. none of that music, and he was putting out you know the thirty one twenty one album and then the the MPLS album and all that kind of stuff. He was not performing none of his old shit. Yes, and for some that'll piss people off. But then sometimes you got those artists that are like these icons that they go on their anniversary tour. Like I think um, songs in the key of life uh, mm-hmm. with Stevie. Stevie did a whole tour for that. Yeah, just songs in the key of life tour, um, which I would have loved to have seen. My parents went to go see it. Um, who else does stuff like that? Like you know, you got guys that do. Um, you know, when when uh, the twentieth anniversary of uh, Aquemini or Southern Playlistic, whichever yeah, one. Twenty, I think it was Aquemini. Um, what 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 anniversary was that that Outkast was when they went on that on those uh festival tours? Uh, it was 2016. So I don't, I don't, was that a, a, a anniversary or was that more so just them? It was reuniting? like 20 something years. I don't know since they dropped or like 20 something years since an album dropped. Okay, I can't remember, but they were doing that too. that uh, festival tour, so they would do that. I think Nas did with Illmatic. Yes, he did. He did an Illmatic show. I think. Yeah. Um, rappers do it quite a bit. Um, yeah, I think. Jay did 15 years of from from reasonable doubt. He did yeah, one show. He did. Um somebody else is doing one now. Um I got a thing. Uh it's like a 20 year 25 year anniversary or something like that. I know so so deaf did their 20, yeah. 20 25 years uh tour. They did a small tour last year. Bad Boy 80 day tour. Mm-hmm. Um so you can do that, but then like when you got like new music, I remember uh, when I opened for Anthony Hamilton, a lot of people were mad at Anthony because he was on tour for his Christmas album. Yeah, and so people are like screaming, "I, I want to hear Charlene," yeah. and he's like, no "Damn, I'm like we're gonna from. give you that, but like, can I do my Christmas <laughs> shit now? It's December, I'm trying to promote an album, and um, it's hard because the the audience a lot of times doesn't really understand it, and rightfully so. Yeah, but then the artist really wants to. Like a lot of the times, these artists have label obligations. Mm-hmm. So if the label isn't seeing their return, then you you hit a wall, and then you have bad dealings with the label, and then you have to try to make that right with them. And so they put out this album that is an obligation to the label, even if it's a most of the time. Most of the time, 
a Christmas album is an obligation to the label. Oh wow! I, it, it because it's only gonna sell, uh, you know, seasonally. Mariah Carey might be one of the Mariah Carey, Donny Hathaway, Temptations, Temptations. Well, that might have been a whole Motown Christmas album. I don't know if that was just Temptations. Yeah, it was Temptations. I think it was. Yes, yeah. um, and uh, Jackson Five. Like, there's yeah. only a handful of artists that put out Christmas music that we still play to this day. Yeah. I think PJ Morton's Christmas album was really good. Uh, the one that came out last year. I think it was a great album, actually. Um, John Legend put out a really good Christmas album last year, too. Yeah. But we're only listening to Christmas music around a certain time. Exactly. But that Christmas album is like, a, it counts towards your album obligations. So, I don't even like Christmas music. Same here. So, if you ever think that I'm going to do a Christmas album, it's the the chances are probably <laughs> slim. But um, a lot of the times, you know, when you when you do that Christmas album, you want to go on tour and you want to do play some shows and get that Christmas album selling because you only have a two to three month span of time where that music is going to sell. Because after Christmas, nobody's playing Christmas music anymore. And then you have to go and try to, you know, you don't want to go on tour again for the next for the same Christmas album the next year. Yeah. So. When you got in it, so that's even worse of a situation. This was like December or so, and Anthony was doing this Christmas tour, and he had just been here earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and people were mad, and you know, people were saying stuff to me about it, like like I could do anything mm-hmm. about it, like why, why he ain't doing it. I'm like, yo, I don't look, you know, he got business to take care of, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but it is hard, man. As an artist, you you really want to perform your new shit and unless your new music is infinitely better and better and better and better and better and better every year like it's you know you want to push that to sell the music and then but you got to find a way to put in the old music so it's stuff that I filtered out of my out of my set list that um I liked performing at that time when I had when I didn't have the new music yeah and now like on the album for me it's hard to find the music that I don't want to perform mm-hmm. so I have to like figure out a way so like when I when I'm doing um um oh I didn't even do my dates early so I'm doing South by Southwest on March 14th and March 16th March 14th 830 at uh the Parker Jazz Club so check that out um March 16th at the Goran Brothers Hat Shop so uh that's nine o'clock be there be rectangular um so <laughs> so um I got 40 minutes at this South by Southwest show on, on the 14th. So now I have to like like I know for a fact that I can do an hour and a half. Yeah. I know for a fact that I could do an hour and a half of records that are just going to jam and jam and jam. I also know that I'm a, an artist that um not everyone knows yet. So I have to be able to kind of get to the point and figure it out, you know what I'm saying? So um when I did the Life Jennings show, we had 45 minutes, and I probably had maybe like two or three more songs in the set, mm-hmm. and it was like, yo, we we, we hit exactly 45 minutes. And I was like, damn, we hit 45 like that quick. Like, the show can go fast. Yeah. You know, um, if you're a person that um, is like a Beyonce or like a, um, maybe has a set list, something like, like uh, Jay-Z's or something like that, or maybe like a Kanye set or something like that, um, those are so mapped out that the runtime they probably have the runtime down to a T. Yeah. So every every Beyonce set is probably exactly an hour and forty five minutes yeah. or an hour and 
you know, uh, two hours and one minute or something like that. They run in videos, they run in all types of stuff. And it's a, um, it's more of a scientific and more mathematic type of thing that when you, when you're doing it and, and in those aspects, you have to like on the, on the run tour, people were mad that Beyonce didn't do more beyond old Beyonce shit. Mm -hmm. And people were mad that Jay-Z didn't do more old Jay-Z shit. And I'm like, but this is the Jay-Z and Beyonce show. So if you want to hear dead presidents, you got to go to the (laughs) Jay-Z show. (laughs) If you want to hear, you know, you know, if you want to hear, you know, of course you're going to hear big Pippin at every Jay-Z show. But if you want to hear, um, you know, uh, Empire State of Mind, yeah. you're gonna have to go to the Jay Z show. Yeah. Cause he plays that stuff at a Jay Z show. But he ain't got that kind of time. So when you got two hours, now it's cut down. Jay Z's now doing 45 minutes and Beyonce's doing 45 minutes and then they're doing like 20 together mm-hmm. in all. Like as you when you when you really add it up. So um yeah, man, I hate that uh Mariah didn't really get the the exact turn on i mean obviously you want all your shows to yeah. um to to sell out but um that's a that's a hard hard sell man because a lot of people ain't really listening to the to the new stuff by yeah. the older artists they still want to hear <clears throat> everything oh exactly you know what i mean and, Which, and her her vocal like i'm not gonna hate on mariah Carey. everybody gets old has her vocals regressed i'm not well yes clearly mm-hmm. i don't think she sounds bad by any mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. she could still sing it close enough right but i could she did vision of love at one point yeah and you could clearly tell this was no longer 96 mariah like right. it, it was right. okay. it was tough in some spots so it was, it, like, it was several notes lower <coughs> oh <laughs> than what it yeah. used to be yeah that'll do it but uh i mean i'm glad she at least did it yeah. she didn't chicken out that's that's one of her probably vocally difficult songs to sing it's a you know? very difficult song yeah. to sing man that's and, a that's a very, very, very difficult song to sing. I, I would, I think the the biggest mistake that people can make is trying to cover anything Mariah. old old Mariah ballads. Yes, Whitney Houston. Yes, Beyonce, and who's the other one? Um, uh, you. Wait, I wouldn't say Diana. You can cover no, Diana. No, no, no. Uh, um, you definitely shouldn't Denise cover Williams, Aretha. maybe. Aretha too. You definitely shouldn't cover Aretha unless the church is in you. Yeah. You can't just come out here and just sing Aretha songs. You know, you it may sound cool, but like she got that seasoning. Yeah. And you can't um hard to replicate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, like yeah, I shout out to Mariah, man. I hope the rest of the tour is. I don't know if it's, it's the beginning of the tour. You think? Or I'm middle not of the tour? sure. I think she had been on for a while. I didn't check how many dates she's done yet, but um, it was. I mean, it was a cool show. If you're a Super Mariah fan, I was going to ask you though. Going back to the whole thing about performing your new stuff, mm-hmm. um, how how do artists? I never realized what you just mentioned to me earlier about label obligations, and that might play a part in why artists want to push the new music right, in right. a show mm-hmm. but how do you feel about like let's say you go on tour five years from now right and everybody just wants to hear define love right but you got new stuff out that you think is jamming too yeah how do you balance fan expectation with what you want to do and what do you think is more important when an artist does a show because i think artists have different viewpoints on what they want to do versus what the fans want um I think it's like it's like I said. It's a few ways you can do it. You can 
You can do the five year anniversary of the Fine Love Show. You can do, you can try to extend your set, or you can just try to do bits and pieces of the old stuff. Um, you could do a a, a medley of them yeah. of the old joints. Like you, you could do it. And I think the main, I think it starts in the studio though. The main part of this, and I tell people this all the time when they first get into music and stuff like that, like you got to figure out what type of artist you want to be. Yeah. And if you know that, you then don't have to question whether or not you're about to make a song that you never want to perform. Because let's go back to Cardi. Let's say, imagine if Cardi hated Bodak Yellow. <laughs> And just couldn't stand it. And she's got to now perform this for the rest of her life. Like if she falls off next year, the only thing that's going to get her shows again is Bodak Yellow. (laughs) (laughs) And um, maybe one or two other songs. But Bodak Yellow is the one that has it put her where she is. And it's just continued, right? So, like, there are points in people's careers that where the where the artists don't like the song that actually pushes them to the forefront. I've noticed that. Luckily for me, if I put the song out, it's because I liked it. And if I perform it a lot, it's because I like performing it. Yeah. So, um, it's about really reinventing yourself and and understand. Well, not even really reinventing yourself, but like making it a point to um to push what you got new and making it fresh. So like the only reason why I know Mariah Carey had an album out when it came out was really because you and maybe two other people had mentioned it to me, mm-hmm. right? The label in my eyes seems as if they are taking the old set of rules and rolling out an album on an artist that's been out for 30 years. Yeah. Whereas um in a in comparison Solange, right? Just dropped her new album yep. yesterday and the rollout was completely different. Seems like she had complete control over what she did with her rollout. Her and her team did her rollout the way they wanted to do it. It's really easy for us to say, yeah, she about to go on tour, but I really just want to hear a seat at the table again. But now she's developed what you have to do is you have to develop an importance about your new music. Yeah. You have to tell people this is why it's important. This is why um, new music for me is is important. Like D'Angelo didn't have to do much because D'Angelo didn't put out nothing for 15 years. Yeah. And all people wanted to hear was D'Angelo. And and so if he put out new music, it was like, that's it. That's it. That's the rollout. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's the rollout. And sometimes that's the formula. Right. Like that's the a lot of artists can't do that. A lot of artists can't sit for 15 years and not do shit. Right. Sade, Um, D'Angelo, Sade, D'Angelo. I'm trying to think of another artist that can do it because Prince put out albums like every every year for 30 years. At one point, at one point, I had um, I have every Prince album, 
right? At one point, it was like 38 albums. Damn. And some we know, like, you didn't even know. Some of them, honestly, as a Supreme Prince fan, weren't that good. Yeah. But he just kept putting out music because that's what he did, right? Um, I think Mike, what do he wait, like five, six years in yeah, between? Yeah, he waited a little bit of time. Um, Thriller came out in 82, Bad came out in 87. Yeah. Right? 88, 87, something like that. Then History came out in like 91, 92. And then the joint with, uh, there was the one, one in, Dangerous, Dangerous came out, I think, before History. Yeah, 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 right. Okay, so yeah. Dangerous was 91, 92. That was, uh, that was, um, Teddy Riley. Yeah. That was Teddy Riley, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, right? Um, History was still a little bit of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. That's the one with uh with Scream on it with Janet. Yeah. And then um Invincible, I think was Invincible was like two thousand. Yeah. Which by the way, sold over ten million records yes. in two thousand. <laughs> so like there's not many artists that can really do that. I think Beyonce is one of those artists that can do that if she wanted to, right? Um but the the point I'm making is that you have to develop an importance about the new music and you have to get people's eyes on the new music because if you just throw out a new album it's just like oh, okay well that's cool I'm gonna listen to it and mm-hmm. it's cool but it don't have the same effect on me that um, Vision of Love did yeah. or it don't have the same effect as or you know yeah emotions or, or um, you know or uh, Voodoo yeah. or you know, whatever, like, and, and some artists, they do, like, Frankie Beverly Mays, they put out an album in, like, 35 years. Yeah, it's been a while. And they torn off the same music and selling out tours and, you know, all that stuff. So, like, it, there's a, there's a, there has to be a, a fresh take on the way that you roll out an album because you can't just throw a single on the radio no more mm-hmm. and then just, and then just think that's going to be the, it, the, the, the thing. Like, people are, people are legitimately rolling out a whole campaign the week the album drops yeah and then putting the album out and we ain't heard from them in a year mm-hmm. <laughs> like or two years you know what i'm saying like we just sitting there waiting right the rollout started especially with salons the rollout started when um you looked on a coachella bill and she was headlining one of them yeah and i was like oh it's got to be a new album coming because she ain't gonna just do a seat at the table again mm-hmm. can't it can't possibly be you know that she just gonna do a seat at the table again. She did all the she did all the festivals for that. She didn't do Coachella that year, but she did like ACL and um, you know um, you know a lot of the big ones. I think they did Glastonbury and you know all that stuff. But like it's kind of what Beyonce did too because she yep. announced the tour and there was no new album out yet. Yep. And then pretty much a week later they dropped that uh Everything's Love. So. Yeah. They I mean, they were in the middle of the tour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were in Paris when the album dropped. Yeah. And no and everybody just was like, "Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there it is." You know what I mean? Like even Jay-Z, Jay-Z had a rollout for this 444 album. Yeah. Um it it was it was to the point though. And it um it has some artistic value to it. Yeah, viral marketing type of strategy. Yeah. And um, you know, when you got artists that are under an old machine that are doing old shit, you can't 
it's not really like a um like it the old model don't work no more yeah the old model doesn't work anymore so when you know for somebody like a mariah or like um you know who's used to selling millions she might not be selling millions no more because they haven't figured out a way to reinvent the way that they present the music yeah. for her and um for me that's kind of the the situation and also you got to put some money behind that type of stuff too because in order for it to work it's got to hit everybody all at one time it's got to it's got to hit this viral it's got to be viral and um and because the way i look at viral is just any way you would look at a virus it's like it it goes from two people to five to 20 yeah to a hundred to a thousand to a hundred thousand you know it's like and it, and it just spreads, man. And it's and it's um, you get that rumbling going. And I I remember when Beyonce dropped the the self titled album that Beyonce album, and somebody did a um a satellite map of like how many times of the of a of the country of like how many times Beyonce was mentioned, mm-hmm. and like it just like lit up like a. It looked like it looked like genetic mutation. <laughs> like it was like huge. Like the way that thing lit up, the way people were just talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. And that's the type of power that you can like, you know, for Beyonce to just wake up and say, Hey guys, here. <laughs> when she posted her twins, I think that broke most of the social media apps. And these yeah. are apps meant for mass traffic. You show people your children. And yeah, I think she broke Instagram at one point. So many people were liking and reposting. Yeah, it was like crazy. it's, it's a, that's a type of fame that I don't even know if I ever want. Yeah, I don't know if I want that. Like I, power corrupts, man. Yeah, I mean you can't really go nowhere either. Yeah, though. like everything, you know. I do I do want to ask some of like when I whenever I get to meet like super super superstars I really want to ask them like what's the one really simple thing you can't do anymore that you wish you could do even if it's just like you know what I just want to go and pump gas yeah <laughs> or <laughs> or I just want to go and um you know, like it's a it's a production to get Beyonce to go to Frenchies. Yes, and she be wanting to go to Frenchies, right? Yeah, it's like she come down, she comes to Houston, and it's like this whole like it's an event. Look, Beyonce coming, y'all got to chill, <laughs> and this you cannot be here tomorrow yes. because you be tripping. You got the day off, uh, <laughs> like you know, you know she they be going to Breakfast Club. Yeah, and you know Marcus told me a couple times that you know you got to come, you got to walk in, you got to walk J and B in through the back. Yeah, like they're the president, and then put them in the corner. And yeah, like that's some that's hard, man, because you really just kind of want to be like everybody else yeah. sometimes, but then you also realize what you signed up for, and and you know how you really ain't got no privacy, and you know I, I would think they're kind of like backwards of what we want kind of in in what they want now and what they miss because think of like the regular people like we we wish we can go on paris vacations and do all the fancy high level rich stuff yeah i think they probably just miss going to mcdonald's yeah yeah (laughs) and and going to wendy's yeah chilling i mean because yeah you got the power to like have it delivered to you yeah like you could get somebody to go make that run 
but you also just kind of want to sit and eat the fries. Yeah, you want to go into the to the to the just you know. drive around and not know where you're gonna eat. Yeah, and then, hey, let me go eat there. Yeah, and just pull up like it's nothing. They probably missed that. Yeah, not having everything scheduled and coordinated. There's a video of a uh, uh, Jermaine Dupree, and I think B Cox was in the car, and uh, they were here. They were in Houston. This was maybe seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. And they went to Taco Bell. And, um, you know, they had a driver. And so they pulled up in the back so that Jermaine can, you know, from the back seat so that yeah. Jermaine could order. And the dude said, uh, he said, man, I, I, need all the, I need all the hot sauce and I need all the mild sauce. And he said, all right, I got you, man. He said, all right, cool. When I got you, when I, when I get up there, I got your tip too. So, um, and the boy said, man, play with me if you want to, man. <laughs> so everybody started laughing, right? <laughs> but when he pulled up, the dude opened the shit. He was like, oh, shit, because it was Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> and he said, man, look. <laughs> he told his homies. The homies ran up to the window. He's like, dog, I told you I got your tip for you. He said, man, look. He went and grabbed the tray of all the sauces and tried to hand the tray. <laughs> he said, hey, man, you, how much sauce you need, bro? And he started handing them sauce. That mess was so funny. He's like, man, just give me like, they, I think they ended up feeling like a bag of sauces. Oh, damn. It was crazy. But, um, yeah, like it's, you know, simple stuff like going to a drive-thru or going to like, like the few times that I've hung out with, with B. Cox. Like, even B. Cox has like a level of, of, notoriety that people are like looking at him like are you and then or like i might introduce him to somebody and he's like they'd be like brian brian michael cox i heard of you before like you know who do you you know <laughs> yeah. or like being around scarface that's funny yeah, too because of course because face everybody man what's happening <laughs> man man dog man, i got some music bro. man i just think want you listen to man, it real quick bro, i'm from the sunny side <laughs> baby I'm from South Acres, man. <laughs> man, I fuss with your music, bro. Like that's that's it's so funny to watch that. And I just be looking like, yep, that's like and then face will like point his finger, oh I mean that but he was on hot seat. And they'd be like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, but face though. <laughs> man, I got I got balls, yeah. man. You know, it's it's crazy. It's 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 ridiculous. It's funny also to see uh grown grown men yeah that's sad like to me man 40 50 year old <laughs> men like just hovering yes. and it's, it's 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 crazy it's it's super crazy man but um yeah man like that fame stuff man it's it's a it's a it's a different beast man yeah. and i could see i could see why somebody like face doesn't really subscribe to that yeah because he he's not uh, not in his personality, really. He, it's no, it's not in his personality. Um, Scarface is like maybe one of the worst celebrities I know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's not even a bad thing. Yeah. He's just he's just him. So it's just like he gonna say what he want to say. Exactly. He gonna do what he want to do. Um, you know, he's a nice guy. He you can shake his hand and what's up, homie? We good. But like the whole, hey man, I need to do that. <laughs> no, no, don't. Please do not do that. Yes. Yeah, and I just be looking at dudes like, oh, this is not gonna go well. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I was in Chicago last yeah, week. I was gonna ask you how was that, man? Chicago, um, in New York, it was cold. Yeah, still. What? So I went out three days early from my show um, to work with uh, Quinn Demps, 
uh, former uh, free safety for the Texans. He, he's uh, in his music yeah. bag now. Okay. Uh, fun fact, me and Quentin Demps went to college together. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Oh, wow. So uh, I've known Demps for a decade now. And um, dope guy, man. We we went out, and um, I was I was staying downtown for the first three days to go work with, and he gave me the address <laughs> to uh, the studio. Mm-hmm. And the studio <laughs> was an $85 lift wrap. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was, Damn. I was livid. But... <laughs> But also, there's no other way I'm getting out there. Yeah. So um, that was interesting. Um, it snowed when I got there. It was snowing when I got there. Mm-hmm. It was in the 20s, low 30s, but it was like a windy 30. So yeah. um, I think my second day out there, I stepped outside. It was 12 degrees. Damn. So as Damn. soon as you felt that cold, you knew. That Jesse Smollett had to be lying. Uh, <laughs> yo, yo, we'll yo. talk about that in a minute. I just want uh, to talk about Chicago first. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Chicago was cool, man. We had the band out. Um, we we had an Airbnb that um, the hot water kind of worked when it wanted to. Um, I have two women in my a band right now. So my my bass player is a woman and my background sing one of my background singers is my sister. Okay. So um luckily they got hot water. I took the worst shower. On on Thursday night, the day oh, after the man. show, the worst shower I have ever taken in my life. Mm. Because not only was it cold, but it was like the pipes are also cold. Mm-hmm. So the water's also cold. Oh, it was bad. Oh, so man. I had to like stand at the end and like <laughs> at the end of the shower so the water don't hit me and then try to get me, you know. Oh, Throw man, some was, of it a little on you. Oh, it was bad. I was clean though, y'all. Don't, you know, <laughs> don't, don't trip. Don't ever play yourself. But I was out there, you know, it was, it was cool. But uh, Chicago's a beautiful city, man. Love Chicago. I definitely want to go back out. Um, during the summertime or something like that when the weather's a lot better. Um, it's a dope city. They got great food, man. Um, my verdict, though, my verdict is they really do have good food, right? Okay. They have great food. I think Houston got them on the food. Yeah. Um, it's the South, man. Come on now. We did have a Harold's Feast. So I we ordered the, the Harold's, you know, Uber Eats. Um, we had the catfish, the perch, and the chicken. Um, all the sauces, all that, you know, you got to get the sauces, right? Um, catfish was great. The perch was great. The chicken was good, but it's not Frenchies though. Yeah, of course. It ain't as good as French, but, and I couldn't remember the name of the other chicken place in Chicago and maybe three different people have told me, but I couldn't remember the name of it. So if you're from Chicago, please let me know what it was. Um, they told me to keep going. Um, they told me to go to, uh, uh, Giordano's for um, uh, the deep dish pizza. I ended up going to, uh, I ended up meeting my my attorney at Lumanati's. Okay. Which Lumanati's was, was, was pretty damn good pizza. Um, I am partial to New York pizza though. I can, I can definitely, I can say that with an informed, with a semi-informed, you know, thought process that I am partial 
to New York pizza over Chicago pizza. Okay. Um, also, it depends on where you go, too. Like, you can't just get pizzas just from anywhere. I don't even know why they have a Domino's in New York, but they have them and a pizza. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so shout out to Chicago, all the people that came to the show. Um, very intimate set. Uh, we had a we had a, a good show. wasn't an incredible amount of people, um, but we still rocked out, partied a little bit after. It was it was dope, man. It was it was cool. Um, Jesse was arrested <laughs> uh, maybe the day after my show or the day of my show. The warrant was issued while I was out there. Yeah, and then he went and yeah, that's wild. Yeah. That is wild. <laughs> Just so I was going to ask you the best and worst places you performed so far, but we'll get into that first. Let's talk okay. about Jesse Smollett since we're already on a topic, man. Oh, man. So, uh, what do you think about that whole saga, man? What What do you think went through that young man's head? Assuming that the allegations are true, mm-hmm. and he did stage an attack upon himself in order to. Uh, gain, I guess, some sort of fame or clout because yeah. he was unhappy with his salary of $65,000 per Empire episode or something? Yeah. I... Jesse's a weird case to me, man. Um, and I want to handle this with care because there are people out there um, and it maybe could be him still. It could be still. But yeah. there are people out there that are actually victims of hate crimes. Yeah. Um, victims of of uh, all of the things that he um, alleges to have happened. Yeah, it's, it's right. not a myth just if this isn't true itself. People right. are acting like it is just because he lied. Right. Um, I don't understand it with him, though. I don't understand why you would do that. I don't understand why... Um, you are seemingly disgruntled. I, I, don't, I don't know if I buy completely that angle to it, whether or not he was angry about um, his salary, because they did you know side by side of what his salary was compared to Taraji and compared to Terrence Howard. Well, if we're going to be honest, um, Taraji and Terrence Howard, as much as we make fun of Terrence Howard, um, they have a catalog of of films yes. and accomplishments that um, garner being paid one hundred seventy five thousand dollars an episode. Yes, if not, they probably should be getting paid more. Honestly, uh, especially Taraji, I think. So, for a guy like Jesse Smollett, who obviously is he's he's been acting for years, like since he was a kid. Um, you ain't really been, you ain't really ever been popping like that. Like, I don't remember you in any other films. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, um, like, I saw him in the Thurgood Marshall movie playing Langston Hughes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's Jesse. But only because I knew him from Empire. Yeah. Um, I didn't know who Jesse Smollett was before. Like, I really, like, I know he's done movies and TV shows before. I know who his sister is. I know Journey Smollett. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. So... Not to say, and that has nothing to do with whether or not anybody thinks you're talented or not talented, but you aren't, you, for someone to walk out of a, come out of a subway and scream, ain't you that (laughs) F word, N word from Empire, from Empire, 
I don't know any clan members yeah. watching Empire. Fam. This is MAGA country. Yeah, as they beat <laughs> this MAGA country. Like, like it's kind of like for me, it sounded like that that time where you know, like you see those uh, those white people who uh, spray the, the white guy who spray painted black rule on the side of his yes. car. Like, <laughs> bro, don't nobody say that. Like, come Black's on, man. Rule. Like, it was weird. It was weird. And then the story that he told about. You know, getting punched in the face and he hitting the dude back and then him hitting the dude back and then there's He's a gay Tupac, man. He fought back. That part I'm gonna get to. <laughs> but he he and then they they poured bleach on him and then they put a noose around they put a him. noose around his neck. To my knowledge, I don't I don't remember seeing any marks on his neck from when he took that picture in the hospital. Remember yeah. he took that picture in the hospital? But he kept the noose on, though. He kept the noose on, and he said he didn't want to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> like, no black person thinks like that. Th- no, it <laughs> doesn't. Like, take the noose off, yes. and then be like, yo, he put the <laughs> shit around, like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and him getting the black eye, and... Um, and then there was the weirdness about like Lee Daniels speaking up about it and then deleting it mm-hmm. soon after. Um, nobody really saying anything else about it. I don't really recall Taraji saying anything about it. Um, um, it. It was just, it's just weird. And it's just like, and then you go two days later, three days later to your concert and you pull out these cue cards and you give this speech and then you yeah. tell everybody that you're the gay Tupac. Yes. And then you describe to people that um, there were two white men, right? So you're describing that there's two white men that does, and then the only people that they can find on, and then the, and, you know the the surveillance camera picks up two men, mm-hmm. and you say that's the ones, and then they go find the ones, and then it's two Nigerians, yeah, actors at that. One was an extra on Empire, yeah. Brothers, I don't. I've, I would venture to say that if I was a victim of a hate crime and I was able, able to survive the encounter, I would know whether my assailant was black or white. Yeah. Um, I would have even maybe d- believed it a little bit more if you said. I couldn't tell they had ski masks on. Mm-hmm. It's a polar vortex outside. It was negative yes. 20 degrees outside. You know what I'm saying? Like that, 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 that to me doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. And then they take them in for questioning. And then I believe in the last week or so, I've heard that there's, some type of footage of the guys buying the stuff that yeah. was being used. They have it on camera, them buying the ski mask, gloves, <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, that that's already been released to the public. People have seen it. Um, that's they, crazy. And now they're already saying that they, they were paid 3,500. Yeah. By, the, by a check. And then they yeah. came back and said, well, you know, we got text to prove that that was for personal training. And that it was that. And I just, and then apparently like there was a story out that they rehearsed the situation yeah. the day before and he was banking on a camera on the street to pick it up but the mm-hmm. camera was turned the opposite way um 
then there's the rumor of him being written off the show. Yeah. And Which him, the writers denied that. And, and him kind of wanting to be, to get his career off the ground, you know, after the fact. What we know about the Chicago Police Department is that they aren't trustworthy. Yeah. What we also know is that Jesse ain't done nothing yet to make me believe him. Yeah. Because none of this makes sense. So, do I think the cops may be a, a little bit overzealous in, like, why this is happening or, or the or the alibi or not the alibi they are the uh the motive behind all of this stuff probably but do i think jesse smollett survived a hate crime from guys that size mm-hmm. and only came out with a black eye i i just think that i just think that if it's a hate crime Hate crimes are um, a very, very, very touchy subject in yeah. America, right? So, like, when you think about hate crimes, when I think hate crimes, I'm thinking Emmett Till. I'm thinking um, uh, my man uh, from Jasper, where yeah. they drug that man. Odin Lloyd. By Odin Lloyd, yeah. They 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 drug, his, drug him by his feet on a pickup truck, and his head fell off. Yeah. Um, when I'm thinking hate crimes, I'm thinking a man walking into um, – a gay club. Wait, and, no, it wasn't Odin Lloyd. That no. was a dude who was killed by Aaron Hernandez. I don't know where. I oh got that yeah, from. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, James Bird. James Bird Jr. Yeah, my James Bird Jr. Um, you know, again, he was drugged by his feet until his head fell off. Like I don't think I don't know if many people outside of Texas really remember that situation, yeah. but like this man was drugged by his feet by some white supremacists in Jasper, Texas. Um, wrapped him, um, tied him to a to a pickup truck and drug him until his head fell off. Yeah, up and down the street, just drug him. Um, when I'm thinking about a hate crime, I'm thinking about a man walking in with an automatic machine gun and killing every person in a gay club. Mm-hmm. Well, damn near every person in a gay club, and then going into a bed into a bathroom and then shooting everybody in the bathroom, and then you know. It, also, when I'm thinking hate crime, I'm thinking somebody spray painting um, nigger on LeBron's gate. That's a hate crime. Yeah. But when we're talking about a violent hate crime, I've never seen. I've never seen. The the assailant of a hate crime take it easy on you. Normally we see them finish the job. Yeah. Normally you can you can and and a lot of the people that may have and ain't many of them that have survived, mm-hmm. but the people that have survived these things can go into detail and tell you exactly what happened. They got the marks to prove it. You know what I'm saying? They got every bit of a of a of the evidence that we need. Yeah. But when your story is all over the place, and you telling us it's two white men and it's two Nigerians that ain't even close to being white mm-hmm. that they done picked up. And it's the only people they ain't seen on the street the whole time. And then there's the um, what they found, the sandwich wrapper at the house. Yeah, something like that. They they found uh, uh, um, uh, this whole thing started, I guess, when he got some kind of letter 
Yeah, like a Silence of the Lambs, yeah. like where they cut out magazine pieces With on some the kid drawing on it, looked like almost. And now they were they were last I checked they were looking at uh the the brothers magazines because I think they saw yeah, their yeah, pages yeah. cut out so they're yeah. trying to see if that matches up. Yeah, like, bro, what are you? What are we doing? Like, I just don't understand. I just don't see how you are the face of being the gay black man the famous gay black man i think we got other famous gay black men that are far more famous yeah don lemon don lemon um uh um billy porter yeah um there's a lot of there's a lot of gay men out there gay black men that are doing a thing that um are famous enough to where um, people may recognize you or or what have you. I just don't think, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why he felt like he had to be the one. And to me, it would have had to have been an attention situation. It had to be, uh, you know, let me go viral on this shit yeah. or let me figure out, you know, and I and I like part of me wants to be com- a lot of me wants to be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to say I want to be able to look up and say, damn, like night really happened. Yeah. But I don't see how it happened. I don't see it. And and I don't understand why. First of all. Empire ain't been popping for a few seasons. Yeah. We ain't collectively been giving a shit about empire since power came out and it was much better powers is definitely (laughs) a better show um we just haven't we just haven't been looking at that and caring about that um empire is like the 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 um the guilty pleasures the train wreck you don't want to look away from but you just want to see how far they're going to go it's kind of like all the trapped in the closet episodes afterwards (laughs) like it's like this is the this is terrible, but you have to see. But I gotta see what the yeah. what's next here, because this is. I gotta figure out what kind of dumbass shit y'all thinking up in this writers' yeah. room, right? I just don't see. I just don't understand. And um, the thing with him, I feel like he was already on the traje- the trajectory to bigger success already. If he just kept doing what he was doing. Um, there was pictures of him with Obama. He met Obama. Yeah. He was on CNN panels. Yeah. Like he was already being positioned. And let's be honest, like him being a gay black actor in Hollywood will put him in a lot of spaces where he could probably, you know, Absolutely. I'm not going to say there's a mafia out there, but Absolutely. I think he would be successful if he just kept going the trajectory, the trajectory he was on. Yeah, man. But I, I think, um, the society we live in now is very hyper um, sensitive to like wanting attention and wanting to be in the limelight and wanting to be, um, you know, you want, you want the thousand likes on, on Instagram and you want the, um, the million hits on, on your YouTube channel or whatever it is. Um, (coughs) I think, (coughs) excuse me, I think a lot of people um, sometimes are worried about being more famous than rich, yeah, or more famous than wealthy, being able to feed their families. 
Um, I, I Jesse's just a weird. And when this is all, when the dust settles and this is all like figured out and everybody knows like this is what happened and which we may never completely know what happened but like if if it basically is set that like yo he lied Jesse has a lot of people to apologize to yeah because again there are real victims out here and you took a very very sensitive subject an issue in this country and you weaponized it and you use it for your own gain. Yeah. Not only that, but you, 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 you weaponize being black and being, being gay at the same time. So not only do you have the black community to apologize to, but you also have the gay community to, community to be apologize to apologize to and every person in the world who got to deal with a hate crime yeah, and somebody who defended him in the, in the beginning everyone who defends him um you gotta apologize for that and then when you're done apologizing you just gotta go away bro because your your career is finished yeah like you are finished after this ain't no way you gonna you know what was that they said that his album you know, people were talking about his album wasn't, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know the nigga had an album. Yeah, me neither. They said he sold like 2,500 copies or something like that. Mm. Um, and I think what set it off for me, the one thing that actually was like, okay, yeah, this nigga's lying, is when he got up there and he really said he was the gay Tupac because yes. he fought back. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like, what did, what did Tupac do that Tupac <laughs> shot the police and got off? Yeah. That's what he did. Tupac shot two off-duty police officers who stole a gun out of the um, out of the evidence locker. Yeah, and they were beating up a black man. He got out and shot at the cops in Atlanta. It was Atlanta, right? I think so. And he got off because he was right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Tupac also beat up the Hughes brothers on the set of Menace to Society. He did, and then bragged about it on Rap City, and then ended up going to jail. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got him indicted. Yeah. Um, I don't know what about that said gay Tupac to me. I don't know what about um, what about you? What about this situation made you feel like you was a revolutionary? Yeah. You know. I I I don't know. I I just. <sighs> It, it just it's just weird man Jesse you get it together fam yeah. and what was crazy about it was how Jesse goes and gets his mugshot taken and then a day later R. Kelly's waltzed into the same jail I was just gonna bring that up next and taking a, a mugshot picture yes. on the same wall yes this all happened while I was in Chicago <laughs> like, <laughs> actually I tweeted all right, so Jesse's in jail. My Chicago trip would be extremely, um, ex- it, it would be made if we could just get R. Kelly to just go ahead and <laughs> take it in. And um, the, what you call them, uh, 
the indictment came mm-hmm. while I was out there when he turned himself in late at night while I was in New York. Yeah. And I was like, finally, <laughs> finally. And then he couldn't bail himself out. Yeah. And so he went, goes and gets some lady to go bring a daycare owner. Yeah. A daycare, a, a female daycare owner bailed out R. Kelly. Yeah. Allegedly with his money. But I don't know. And if that's true. He ain't got a hundred grand. Yeah, he ain't got it. That's like they said he ain't have it. A female daycare owner bailed R. Kelly out. <laughs> the man who's arrested for having sex with a fourteen-year-old yes. on TV. I mean, on on camera. And referring to her as a 14-year-old. Yes. On the <laughs> Yes. Indicting himself in his own tape he made. Even multiple worse. Multiple times. Because this is a different tape now. Yeah. It's a different <laughs> tape. This is another tape. Yes. This is the sequel. Yes. He put out a sequel. <laughs> he got a sequel to he the- He put out a remix. Yo. He probably has like a Fast fast and Furious catalog. Yes. Like no, he of, actually does. He yeah, does. And they got, actually um they confiscated his whole collection back when he originally was charged uh back in what 2003 or something. Yeah. But it was inadmissible because the search warrant was they either didn't have a search warrant or it was under weird uh things that didn't justify it. So it got thrown out of court. Did but you they, hear did you hear how they got the tape? How? The girl he molested on this show on this film VHS on this VHS tape um the uncle found out the uncle took the tape and hid the tape in exchange for R. Kelly paying him for 18 years that's crazy 18, first of all, if we think in timelines here, right? Mm-hmm. 18 years puts us back to 2001. He got indicted in like, oh, three. Yeah, something like that. He went to start, well, court started in 03. He got acquitted in 09, right? 2001, he had, since 2001, he's had this video. When the dude, when R. Kelly stopped paying the guy, he turned the video over. Yeah. The uncle needs to go to jail. And see, that goes to my point, too, man, because, yeah, R. Kelly is a monster, but I think his uh, enablers are just yes, as bad. Exactly. His enablers the are just as members bad. Pimped out their own family, their own daughters, stepdaughters, cousins. They pimped them out. They're just as bad to me. They are maybe. In some ways, worse. Yeah, because there's no way my niece or my daughter or sister, whatever, there's no way I'm gonna know that this is happening and then say, "I cool, I don't really like you," but I keep my mouth shut for cool for a small fee. (laughs) For a small fee, (laughs) your rent is due. I need that rent paid. And I, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. There's so many people. And again, like I've you know I've talked about this a million times, but like there's so many men that really failed these women. Yeah. 
and there's so many uh, like supposed fathers and you know uncles and what like that makes no sense to me i don't even know how he got bail i don't even know how at in 2019 we are still bailing out people like he's been here before (laughs) and he was in the video and he paid off everybody but when that gravy train slow up when that gravy train slow up it's it's a it's a different situation when that money stopped coming in and um when you were too stupid to read your contract because you can't read your contract and you don't own none of the rights to your music and them tours slowing up and the record sales start slowing up and you get dropped from your label, the label who's also been financing your your escapades yeah. inadvertently, or maybe they knew. They probably knew. Probably. Um. Yeah, we, yeah. So nah. do you think he's done now? I think he's going to jail, bro. I think he's I think he's gonna do a lot of a lot of time in jail. <laughs> what the what the dude say on Twitter? Uh was a meme. He said, uh when you uh when you won the prison the talent when show you won the prison one. talent show <laughs> six years straight and Robert Kelly. Uh <laughs> so, so not gonna lie, I'm gonna still try yeah, to win though. Yeah. <laughs> you, you doing his songs and yeah, then he's yeah. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, like uh yeah, so I, I really hope, man. I really hope that I thought it was going to end differently, though. Yeah, I thought it was going to end up with. You thought he was going to take his own life. I thought a girl was going to kill him and then kill herself. No. I it just it just seemed like that was going to be the 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 one. Um, I'm glad that so far that hasn't happened. Yeah. Um. But that is, R. Kelly's a terrible human being man he's an awful human being yeah um yeah so glad you're in jail man well <laughs> you know you've been bailed out but i'm glad you're in jail yeah, you going there hopefully they took his soon. passport you think they took his passport uh i don't know i, I would assume i'd have to take his passport yeah gotta take his passport the, the fact usually i think if they argued against him getting bail it would be that they thought it was a flight risk so there had to be a reason that they yeah. posted they allowed him to and bail you can out. be a flight risk so. if you get somebody to book you for a concert yeah you ain't got to pay for the flight ticket. Yeah, but so I, I don't think he has risk. the money to uh, disappear like that. No, nah, he can't so. disappear like that no more. Yeah, so he's gone. Shout out to the Aura, man. <laughs> um, you are um, getting exactly what you deserve right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, you know, it was a nice Cody hat on, though, when he was <laughs> turning himself in. <laughs> Cody's pretty Cody yeah, was pretty production. Dope. It was a production. It was definitely a production. Small Jussie going to jail looked yes. wild. Bro, man, did you see him? Yes. <laughs> Dog, they they treated him like he was OJ. Man, what? They had a helicopter following his oh SUV God. after he turned himself in. I'm like, come on, y'all spent helicopter money on Jesse Smollett from Empire. He looks <laughs> wow, Jesse. You look so yeah. funny in the light right now. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to uh, shout out to all the shout out to Chicago, man. Because yeah. Chicago Chicago went through it the yeah. last couple months, man. So, so going back to your performances, I know you like to usually share a story. Uh-huh. Um, so this might be able to parlay or into one. Uh-huh. But I was going to ask you, um, since you just came back from Chicago and New York and all that, yeah, yeah. what are your favorite places to perform? 
And what are your least favorite places to perform so far, just based off of, like, I'm not even talking about turnout. I'm talking about, like, vibe, mm-hmm. um, where the audience is rocking with you or not. Like, yeah. what are the, your, the best places you performed at, and where are the worst? So um, New Orleans. New Orleans best? is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Um, just because I've built such a um, a base out there and a, and a, and a following, and... Um, me and my guy Madani have put on really good events out there, and the, and the vibe is just like everybody in New Orleans is really um, when they rock with you, they rock with you, man. Yeah. And they and they'll be at everything that you at. And um, in fact, I'll be there um, May 18th at the Sol- Nola Solon Arts Fest at um, Louis Armstrong Park. Uh, the tickets go on sale pretty soon, I think. But um, definitely, man, I, I love I love New Orleans. I love performing in New Orleans. Um, always a great vibe. Um, the production of it is always is always dope. Um, it's like a second home now. Um, worst, I don't have a specific place, but anywhere that the sound is really bad. Okay. Um, don't like that. Um, definitely. I'm trying. Oh. So there was a story time. Okay. There is a there was a club in Sugarland that wasn't open for very long. Okay. Um, you know, clubs open and close for whatever reason. So twenty thirteen or so, twenty twelve, uh, I was asked by a promoter to come and do a set out there, like a two hour set, one of those club gigs that, you know, Typically, people do out here that I don't necessarily do a lot of because um, I don't I don't really do that type of thing. It's just not what I do. Um, but I quoted them a price. They gave me the price. You know, they gave me money. Whatever. We get out there. I'm performing, and there's no stage, so I'm like performing on the floor, kind of oh, like wow. and like on the dance floor, pretty much. Sam Cook style. Yeah, and we're at a we're at a uh, you know I got a band. And um, we're in the middle of the performance. Oh, good Lord. Um, there's a, uh, a uh, um, what was it? The cleaning guy. You know those little cleaning, little Hispanic guys that walk yeah. around and they clean up everything. Racist, but okay. It's not <laughs> racist, but every time I see them, they're like, they, you know, they always Mexican. <laughs> Mexicans you know, I was a little Mexican, man. <laughs> um, so that does sound racist. I'm sorry. Um we got a little guy, you know, he's, you know, he's speaking any English, so he just is like moving around and like cleaning up stuff. So I'm performing and all of a sudden all the sound goes out. Oh no. I'm like, what is going on? I look back, my bass player is looking at him like, what are you doing? And I looked and the band was like, yo, he unplugged the sound <laughs> said huh <laughs> he's like yeah he was cleaning and then he just unplugged the sound and just like almost walked away oh wow during the show we're in the middle of a song okay so we look and I'm trying to talk to him but he doesn't speak English oh no so he doesn't understand like I think what happened was he was cleaning and he 
probably tripped a wire or something mm-hmm. and then and it unplugged or he tried to move something and he unplugged it and he didn't really understand that all of these cords back here and all of this stuff here is there for a reason is there because if it goes out you don't have a show mm-hmm. so we we took like probably like a 15 minute like break because we trying to get everything plugged back in and trying Dang. to get all of the the soundboard put back up so yeah that happened um hated that show <laughs> um you ever go to a place and just the vibe was weird like it was too many dudes there or something or that's normally every rap show i do oh wow every every single rap show is just a it's just because it's not it's not you know my mm-hmm. music is for you know the for women yeah. for the most part like women and couples and you know all that kind of stuff like that's that's why I, that's my main demographic so at rap shows it's just like always a, a weird situation i think i've done a couple of shows where i've opened for rappers as my at as a singer like mm-hmm. doing and it's just a bad it's a it's a crappy vibe because yeah. it's like Unless you Jaheim, you ain't gonna be rocking. Yeah, that I don't want to sing to a bunch of men, <laughs> especially men that don't want to hear me sing. Yeah, and if they do want to hear me sing, they want to hear me sing that hook that I did on the rapper's yeah. song. They want to hear that. They don't care about. Most of them don't care about me. Like I'm not singing lips to a room yeah. full of dudes. <laughs> like that don't that don't make sense. Yeah. So um. Those are always weird vibes when there's just a bunch of men in a room and they're not accompanied by women. Yeah. And they're not actively trying to seek women. Yeah. They're just in there thugging it out. Yeah. With the with the homies. <laughs> like <laughs> You under do you do you think homies about how homies. weird that is. You walk into a room and it's just all types of weed in the room. And the drinks are flowing, but it's just two hundred men. <laughs> like, like rough vibe, man. And everybody <laughs> looking at you crazy. Your shirt's halfway open, <laughs> you know whatever whatever I'm wearing at the time, and I'm singing all my greatest hits. Yes. <laughs> you know what's the the weirdest concert vibe I've been to so far, man. LL Cool J. Oh, yeah, that is a weird concert. Because his songs are very, very, very different yep. demographics depending on what he performs. Yes. And the way he does it, it's not a seamless transition. No, no, no. It's not like I'm going to go from Mama Said Knock You Out and then slowly transition into the love songs. No, he will go from Mama Said Knock You Out Immediately into I Need Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately back into some off of Any Given Sunday. Or um, <laughs> Love You Better. Yes. Yeah, because I saw him at the rodeo and he was yeah. doing exactly that. It was. It's, it's rough, man, because you you getting hype and then yeah, the next he's, minute. He's like, I can't do it. I'm on my radio. <laughs> it is fine to play. I've been on that all can't love you better yeah and then you talk, you know he you know he already is licking the lining off his lips yes. like he's already just like yo pause man what, got all these, what are uh, you doing rose petals on the screen yo and all that, L, what you doing <laughs> L. 
Al, what you doing? <laughs> yeah, like that is that is an odd dynamic right there. That is an odd dynamic. I think maybe the closest person in rap that might be able to that might have a similar situation is probably like um Fabulous. Yeah. 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 He's one. Drake kind of, but I think most of his music kind of leans that way anyway. Yeah, it leans towards women yeah. mostly anyway. So, so but yeah, um, Fabulous is up there too. Speaking of speaking of odd concert, talking about Ja Rule now. <laughs> Yo, we got Ja Rule on the phone. <laughs> we got Ja Rule on the phone. I want to hear from Ja Rule. I don't want to dance. I'm scared to death. Um, ja Rule at the Milwaukee Bucks game was a complete disaster. First of all, why are we booking Ja Rule? Okay, let, 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 let's, let's, let's pump the brakes for a second, man. Okay, right. I know Ja Rule is a joke right now. Ja Rule is a joke Fire, Fire documentary came out, mm-hmm. and it put him on blast. I understand that. Let's not act like Ja Rule was not one of the hottest acts of the early 2000s, though, because that's how I try to, mm-hmm. like, people are acting like they have no reason why, they, they, they don't understand why you would book Ja Rule for anything. Right. Ja Rule has some hits, man. Look, people went to that Ja Rule and Ashanti concert, probably more so for Ashanti than him. But Ja Rule did have some hits. He was topping the charts for a good couple years. All right, so you so, ready? You go ready? ahead. Okay. Ja Rule has hits. I didn't like not one of them Ja Rule hits. You didn't like uh, nope. Holla Holla? Nope. Hey, he he kind of killed. Uh, holla Can I Holla get was okay. You didn't like his verse off of "Can I Get Him" with Jay Z. I think he had the worst verse. Mm, Emil was worse. Well, actually, no, Emil kind of killed it. Emil, too. Yeah, okay. Thank you, <laughs> Emil. Emil had a better verse than Ja Rule. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, X was on there, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, no, no. No, he wasn't. X was, no, that's not the one that. Uh, yeah, he was on uh, Money Cash Out. Money Cash Out. That's yeah. one. That's one thing. Yeah. Um. I've never I've never heard a Ja Rule record that Ja Rule had the best verse on. There are some Ja Rule songs I thought were okay. I thought Clapback was okay. Hell no. You didn't like Clapback? No. Come on, man. That beat Clap was Back cold. Was, the beat the was beat, cold. The beat. <laughs> the beat. Wait, you didn't like uh, Thug Loving with Bobby Brown? Hell Come no. Come on, Jack. You didn't they like had, that song? They tried it Bobby out there <laughs> with, the, with the stroke jaw. <laughs> Hey, my man out here looking crazy. Murder! Coming out like, the helicopter. Yo! That music video was legendary, and man. And again, this was like, the beat was cool. Yeah. Even Bobby in his recovery was okay. Yeah. I never want to hear Ja Rule on a record. Ever. I never want to hear Ja Rule. Like, I give Ja Rule credit for I don't even give him credit, give him credit for that. That was fabulous. Uh, yeah. Introducing us to Lil Mo. That's true. Um, I didn't like none of the shit he did with J Lo. Yeah, I didn't either. Really. Um, the way you walk, the way you, you talk, talk the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how did it go? <laughs> no, that. Is, that was a song that uh, J-Lo said nigga on, too, and she got in trouble for that. Yeah. People got upset. They killed her for that. And then she went all the way to the other side, pop yeah, around went, after that. She went. After the uh, the shine she club went, shooting. And, um, <laughs> she went full Shakira after yes. that. Yeah. I, nah, Ja. Nah, that ain't it, bro. And then 
First of all, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, whoever is in charge of Milwaukee's like booking. Yeah. Nah. Nah, we not we not with it. It's nineties. He said it's nineties night. And even though I'm a two thousands artist, <laughs> but my album Vinny Vinny Vici came out in ninety nine. <laughs> so I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ja, you gotta get the hell out of here oh, with man. that shit. Man, yo, we, are we ready? <laughs> that was embarrassing. Uh, are man. we ready? <laughs> that was real sad. That I was guess real not. Sad. And any music starts anyway. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> you know you're bad when the team just starts shooting around you. Yes, Giannis was already putting in work. The whole team, it was a couple of guys out there shooting. Giannis was at half court damn near. Yeah. Next to the the dancers. Yeah. Shooting. The only thing good about Ja Rule's, about that Ja Rule thing was his Ray Allen jersey. Yeah. Everything else was primetime trash. Like, certified dog shit. It was bad. Ja has to go all the way home with that. I got to say, though, I didn't like the fact that Milwaukee trashed him on Twitter after having him do the show. Now, I understand you get your jokes off, but just as I didn't like how that looked but because they booked the ner- him for it. But then he had the nerve to like tell us about the um, the um, it, to try to put a curse you are now cursed you yeah i'm trying to do a little b thing and Giannis is going to leave you yeah. Doc, we don't even you haven't sold a record since you went yeah, to jail been a while. like you been a while. you 50 cent put him in the ground honestly 50 cent put that whole label in the ground yeah well that and um and um what was it the indictment, the uh, the whole money laundering indictment. Oh yeah, also. yeah. That also derailed everything. But um, yeah, I was just never like I'm on record of never having been a Ja Rule fan ever in my okay. life, and I just don't ever like. I ain't never heard a song where he's been on the song, and others were on the song, and he had the best verse. That's true. He never had the best verse, and um, the only one I kind of liked, and it's also because of the beat, mm-hmm. and Lil Mo, was uh, I Cry. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't remember nothing he said <laughs> on that song. Um, Yeah, that's a, you know, I guess it's murder. It's yeah. mur- murder. Yeah. And that Firefest shit is crazy. <laughs> that Firefest. And then he told oh, well, you never know. We might revamp it and bring it back. <laughs> Josh, shut up. Shut up. Oh, what are man. you talking about, Ja? <laughs> Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule has to yeah, say about it? Yeah. Ta- terrible, time like terrible career decisions. Uh, Could have been in every Fast and Furious movie. But when the Hughes yeah, he brothers reached him out, or well, it wasn't the Hughes brothers. Who was that who directed Fast John 2? Singleton. Yeah, John mm-hmm. Singleton. He turned him down. He said it was Ludacris. Yeah, he did. And now, look. And now Ludacris don't exactly. even want to rap no more. <laughs> Luda! <laughs> Let me put a little bit of excitement up in your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, ja would have been in jail anyway, though. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You would have missed it. Yeah. Jai's not the smartest, sharpest knife in the drawer. It don't seem like it. It don't seem like it. Well, since we kind of talking about sports, man, let me get your opinion on a couple things that are going on right mm-hmm. now. Biggest of which are probably uh, the Patriots owner, <laughs> Robert Kraft, another Robert K who just got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, two counts of soliciting prostitution from a, of a massage parlor in Florida. Uh, what were your thoughts on this, man? Um, Robert Kraft. <laughs> Robert Kraft spending 11 minutes <laughs> in a massage parlor. He went the day of the AFC title game, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and spending eighty dollars. Yeah. First of all, imagine Robert Kraft or any billionaire getting a prostitute, handing her a hundred dollars, and wanting his change back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I, I get fifteen dollars here. So the first okay. So there's part of this that is funny. Yeah. The one part that isn't funny about it is that this was like a sex trafficking yeah. ring. And that part ain't cool. Yeah. I don't know that he knew that this was a sex trafficking ring. I yeah. th- think he just was trying to get his rocks off. Mm-hmm. Um if he knew though, yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, he's it's been be different. He's been in a midlife crisis thing for a while now though. Yeah, his wife passed his wife away. Passed away I haven't seen him with anybody older than 30. Yeah, he's been very, very entrenched in the rap community for some reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the 76ers owner yes. mentioned that he was, you know, they were out with some girls or whatever. Um, just kind of in passing when he was talking about Meek Mill. Um, yeah, he's been in a, in a weird, weird, weird situation um, over time. I mean, he probably was like that when his wife was. I mean, he if we're being be. honest, like, oh, white men are. All white billionaires are weird breed, as we've seen with Bezos and uh, Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling, Jerry Jones. Yep. Um, I mean, they, they, you know, I don't put much past these guys anymore. Um, Eighty dollars, though. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying the price just got cut in the game these days because, like, what? Robert Kraft paid eighty dollars. Right. You know about spe- one fifty? I ain't paid ten thousand. <laughs> Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft paid eighty dollars. That's the deal I want. Give me the special. Give me the Robert Kraft. Robert Give me Kraft. the Robert Kraft special. That's the special I want. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's uh, it's an odd man. It, it's a, it's an odd situation. And then he went back, didn't he? Yeah. After the game. Yeah. Is there like they caught him for two visits? So, yeah. yeah. And they said he wasn't even the biggest, the highest profile name on the in the ring. Yeah. I'm wondering who could be bigger I'm than him. I'm hoping it's Donald Trump. Well, I'm that, hoping that, that it's Donald Trump. That will do nothing to him, though, because he's already had cases against him. He's already been accused of sexual harassment, I believe. But my guy Cohen is out here singing That's like true. Ashanti out here. He is. Oh, baby. <laughs> he's he's telling everything, and I love it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Donald is crumbling pretty soon. But Robert Kraft, man, get your get your life together, man. Yeah. Get get it together. Um, 
try to stay out of the massage parlors. <laughs> um, what What do you think about Antonio Brown right now, man? Um, he has basically said he's leaving the Steelers. Right. Um, the Steelers have openly pretty much said that they're going to try to move him. Um, he appeared on LeBron James's HBO show. Yeah, I didn't shop. see it yet. I didn't see it yet. I saw clips. Okay. And basically, it came out last was, night, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was basically just talking about basically expanding on what he's already said on Twitter. Right. Things about Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. talking about how Ben would throw him under the bus for not running a route right, even though it was Ben's fault because he threw the ball to a D lineman instead. Right. So um, he's basically vocally fr- uh, voicing his frustrations with the uh, organization what do you think about him and where do you think he fits um going forward and what do you what team do you think should pick him up um i think there's ways that he maybe could have handled it differently yeah i do feel him though i think he's right yeah i think um ben is um absolutely the type of guy that um, will throw his teammates under the bus. I mean, we all know he's the type of guy who, you know, will find a way to take advantage of in a restroom, in a wish, allegedly twice. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, man. Um, at I think he was he maybe immature yeah. in the way he may have gone about a couple of things. Yeah. But I also am not surprised by this because this is kind of the same thing Le'Veon was kind of dealing with. Too, yeah, with, sure. those, with those guys. Um, I think there needs to be a. Um, I think there needs to be a, a certain type of. Um, balance for him, because he like I said, he is a, a bit. Um, immature in the way he kind of handles certain things. Um, I do think it's probably time for him to go. Yeah. Um, it's definitely time for him to go. Anytime, anytime you're that unhappy and the team is unhappy, just you got to part ways on him, bro. Um, where do I think he goes? My guess is he will either be a 49er or a Raider. Okay. Um, are the Raiders a good idea? I don't know. With John Gruden, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, are the 49ers a good idea? Probably so. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other places I think he could go. I don't think Miami's a good fit. I don't think that's a good fit for him. Um, just because I saw the way they fumbled Jarvis Landry, and that yeah. would that would be a terrible situation. Um, I think the Cleveland Browns are crazy enough to try to shoot for him. Yeah, I don't think they have anything that they want to give up, though. I don't think they want to give up Jarvis for him. Yeah. Um. Who else? It's Colts, good the Colts got a lot of money. Yeah, that too. But I think the Colts are probably going to end up getting Le'Veon. Yeah. Um. 
Houston has a lot of cap space too. Right I've now. heard that being tossed around, but I very much doubt. I don't think he's going to come because yeah. he. If They're he's mad at Juju, if, yeah. if they say he's mad at Juju, exactly. Hop is going to piss yes. him off completely. The Texans are very big on quote unquote character. <laughs> yeah, reportedly so. I don't. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. ridiculous. But they, I don't think they would roll the dice on somebody like Antonio Brown. My my bold prediction is that. He probably ends up in Dallas. Oh man, I hate that. And the only reason why I say that is because Jerry is stupid enough to like go he and spend is. a whole bunch of money on something that um may not make his team it'll make his team better, but yeah. I mean He wants the big names. I'd I'd one hundred percent take A B over Tavon Austin. And then they just got Jason Witten back, which also is kinda odd to me. Yeah. Um but yeah, man. I, I, my top two would be San Francisco or Oakland. Um, maybe Indianapolis. Okay. I don't think the Jets are that smart, so I don't think they're gonna do that. Um, maybe. Maybe, maybe New England. Yeah, I heard that being mentioned too. They do mm-hmm. take people. No <clears throat> I think a lot of that has do. to do with whether or not Josh Gordon is coming back. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a few places he can go. Yeah, man, no, he, a, he he'll be in high demand no matter what. Seattle. So yeah, that'll be a good fit too. I don't know if Seattle has the money, but um, and Seattle's kind of like on a, you know, they about to lose their old. Earl Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're kind of falling apart right now. Yeah, man. But shout out to A.B. Dye your mustache back, though, because yes. that, that is that is egregious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that mustache is trash. I'm not going to lie. The you, whole trend of dyeing your beard and mustache right now, like Donald Glover did it, too. Yeah, Donald I feel like it. we need to roll this trend back a little bit. Yeah, just a, just a tad bit. Yeah. We out here looking crazy. <laughs> but, hey, you know. Oh, man, I I was just reminded of something I I have to get your take on Mm -hmm. because uh, I know your shows are very uh, women oriented, women focused, women friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, Another artist apparently does not like a certain type of woman at his clubs. (laughs) Future, (laughs) future allegedly uh, shut down a, a Miami club. And allegedly, because I haven't seen any real proof of this, but just mm-hmm. social media tells it, he did not allow any plus-size girls in this club with him to accompany him. And yep. I guess they were being turned away at the door for being plus-sized. So yep. what do you think about this? And do you think it's fair for an artist to come in and say, hey, I only want this type of woman or man in my vicinity or in my club or at my show or whatever. Yeah. Um I'm not the hugest future fan, but I also don't know that Future was the one who brought down yeah. this rule. It now, is Miami. I think it's a Miami thing. Yeah. I think it's a I mean it's true. It's not a Miami thing. It's it's a LA thing. Yeah. Um depending on which white boys are there. Um um, 
overrated Houston thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, especially on Washington. Um, I, I just think it's just corny, man. Like, let these women come in here and have fun. You don't have to, like, treat women that aren't aesthetically pleasing to you like shit when they ain't even said nothing to you. They might not even be coming to see you, fam. You know what I mean? Like everybody's not in here to come see. Like when I'm when I'm at my shows, like there's a lot of women in the room. I'm not. If there's a thousand women in the room, I'm not just offhand. You know, thinking that all one thousand women are, you know, there because they want me. They might just like my music. Mm-hmm. They might just, or they might just be looking to have a good time with, you know, someone. That they know, or they might not even know who the hell I am. Yeah, I don't even think five hundred. I don't even think half the room wants me. I think, like, so for me to for someone to say, you know, you got to meet a, meet a certain weight requirement to come into the club, or um, and for an establishment to say that kind of shit, yeah. like, like you don't know how many people really support these groups of people. So like, if you get the big girls out. Then what about all the people that got big girlfriends? Yeah. What about all the people that that um, support, you know, big girls? And and what about all the people that um, used to be big girls that are in there now? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're not. There's no extra added, you know, special treatment that you should give somebody just because you know they're not overweight yeah you know it's a lot of unattractive thin women too <laughs> I mean they come in uh, ugly people come in all shapes and sizes sure. all shapes and sizes and so do beautiful ones yeah so I mean um, it's kind of weird too because in this era it's like it's still I would say it's still attractive to be a certain weight size or under, but it's also attractive to have fat people features. Yeah. Like big breasts, a huge ass. Like yeah. these are fat people features. But <laughs> yes. it, it, it for some reason, yes. like it's okay for that. But I'm sure he wouldn't turn away women with ass shots. But if they and, had actually had a naturally big ass because they were big, they would then it's be, a problem. Yeah, exactly. You can you can go get you can go buy your butt at Target. Yes. <laughs> be out here looking like a pregnant aunt. Yes. You can do that, but the waist got to be <laughs> the waist ratio <laughs> got to be right. You know what I mean? Like that. It doesn't even make sense. Like yeah. future is again. I don't think. I don't think that. I don't believe that it was him. Just because I I just know that like Miami clothes are hella superficial. Yeah. Um. And they probably put that in there, and he might not even know because a lot of times, a lot of times, stuff gets at establishments gets attached to the person that was to the guest. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's always it's not always fair. So I'm gonna reserve my judgment of future on this particular subject until there's like a proof that like he really because I don't know that you know 
I don't. This ain't the first time Future's been to the club, so I don't know that Future's ever said no fat people. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that to be a thing, and I haven't heard anyone say, "Yeah, I went to a club in Atlanta and Future said no fat people," or "Yeah, I went to a club in, you know." New York, and he said no fat. Yeah. Like I've I've never heard that. I've, I've heard uh, Lil Wayne say no black women. <laughs> that was a rumor that was being repeated around for a while. Oh my god! But I think I don't think that was so much as a show or appearance. I think that was, was more like a, so like in his tour bus or something like that. Oh like he didn't want to be messing with black women. So I don't, I don't think I ever heard that one either. That's that's weird too. Yeah, that, that was a few years ago. Especially but a few for a guy who were all his that. baby mamas are black. And they mentioned that too. <laughs> she was like, how do you yeah. not like black women when your kid is black? Yeah. Your daughter's black and she's like, uh, the, yeah. uh, she's black and rich. Though. I don't know a lot of real men that don't like black men, women. Yeah. I don't know many. If you just outright just don't like black women. I, you got personal issues. That is a personal problem. You get made fun you. of at school or something. Yeah. And, and that don't mean you gotta, you know, that don't mean you can't love other ethnicities and all that kind of stuff that's cool whatever um but if you just all like black women you're an idiot i honestly think that about anybody i i look at white women a certain way when they say i only like black men and don't like white men it's a weird one. when black women say i don't like black men when black men say I don't like black women like anybody yeah. who doesn't find their own race attractive is weird to me when you don't like black people you're an oddball. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're probably an idiot. If you don't like black women or black men or black women and men, like you're just an idiot. Yeah, we. I mean, I, I mean, well, I think there's a difference between like and find sexually attractive. And and yeah, there's like a thing where like you might not yeah necessarily find a black woman attractive. You also don't have to say it out loud. Yeah. Because I agree. we ain't running around telling everybody we don't find white men attractive. Yeah. You know. Because um, a lot of black men, well, that's a whole other topic. A whole, <laughs> lot, of, a whole lot of black men out so there are like, I have to differ with you there, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> I have to differ with you there, brother. We'll just agree to disagree on that. No. Um, like they, yeah, it's a lot of y'all out there. that. Yeah. I mean, and it's cool, whatever. You just don't have to down black women on the way to do it. I agree. And again, like going back to to big girls, like you don't have to, you know, want to love and marry a big girl, but Mm -hmm. you ain't got to down them on the way to finding your one and only true love or whatever the hell you're looking for. You know, you ain't got to do that. It's like you don't have to go out of your way to do that because it just makes you look corny. Yeah. Like the guy. uh, We didn't even talk about that. um, The player in the league with that went on the trip. With all eight, you talking about Kyrie? No, no, no. Um, oh. NFL. Um, the dude a few weeks ago, they went on that trip to like Mexico or wherever the hell they were, mm-hmm. and they all had um, uh, white, white or oh, light skin wives, about. and they were like, "Cheers, cheers to, to uh, more light skin babies. babies." Yeah, that was the most cornball shit ever. You black as hell. Yeah, you was black. You you darker than me. Yeah, and you out here, and then you put it on social media. Like you're you're an idiot. I'll say this much: I didn't like the fact that he said in front of in front of white people. I thought that was real corny. Yeah, to say it around oh, your white wife, even. Yeah, but I and also then they chimed in. Yeah. yeah, but we also can't act like black people ourselves don't down 
We do. People for being light, dark skinned. We do. And make fun of dark skinned kids. Colorism is real in the community. It happens a lot. So I'm not going to act like these comments were just unheard of. Right, right. But it's, I did think it was corny that you tell your white wife and your her white friends that you're looking forward to more yeah, light skinned babies. Yeah, like we're not going to have a powwow. Um, like it's a. Like we had the. Um, like we. we lost my train of thought um like light skin babies colorism yeah like we don't we there is a colorism issue right and there's a there's this idea that the darker you are the less important you are yeah or the less beautiful you are or um um the least the less the least desirable you are as you as you go along and again you can have your preference and not down everyone else in the process. Yeah. Like, it's just not like you don't have to do that. And you look crazy. Cause they'll be the ones that, that end up a couple of years later getting in some crazy madness with their girl or whatever. Yeah. The one that they didn't down to everyone else mm-hmm. to praise. And now they, the police are at home. Yeah, at your crib. Or Domestic now violence. you, now you can't see your kids no more because she didn't ran off with the bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because you, because you down in every other group of people. Yep. Um, because the way they look, or because of their complexion, or because of their race, or whatever. You can't light skin babies. We like, mm-hmm. and then for your, and then for the women to like, like for, it says a lot about the women in the room too because. You could have said, hey, bro, come on now. Like, we don't, like, we don't have, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know we together and shit, but we don't, you don't have to do that. You can, you know, let them live, let them be happy and live their lives and stuff like that. And if you want to be with me, you're going to have to respect them too. But, um, in a lot of instances, um, especially with, you know, white women a lot of the time, is that um they want certain rights until it includes having black women in it. Yeah. In those rights. And they and it or, or brown women or yeah. like, yeah, feminism until that was the beginning of suffrage. Honestly, they were like, "You're not yeah. going to give black people the right to vote before you give women." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no black man's going to vote for yes. me. I mean, vote before me. Yeah, like, no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, they didn't even, they didn't even, they didn't even include black women in that situation. No, not at all. Like, they just did it. They were just, oh, we're, we want to vote too mm-hmm. because black men get to vote. <laughs> and that's just not a. It's just not a. I, I really wish that there was a way that we could just like eradicate just the idea of just hating ourselves so much, I agree. you know, and, um, given, and yeah, I got my preferences too. Like there's certain things that I don't want. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I don't want to see on my woman. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, I don't have to run out there and tell everybody what I don't want. Yeah. I just go find what I want. Right. Like, and hope that they, I have something that they want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it, that whole like cheers to more like what are you talking about yeah like sh- 
shut up. Like, <laughs> oh, super corny. Yeah, like you, you did this for what? So your, so your teammates can mm-hmm. can love you, or so your, so your woman don't have to be insecure about you being about around something that she will never be, yeah. which is a black woman. <laughs> like you, like what? What is it? What is it? What is it about you? Like, what did you go through in your life? Yeah, that makes you dislike black women. So but it's much? weird. I mean, with ball players especially, mm-hmm. and I don't want to like. I think it's somewhat a stereotype, but it it does seem to ring true in a lot of these cases. They seem to be with, and I see it a lot around where I work too. Mm-hmm. Like they bring their girlfriend, and they are completely opposite to what I think a black man in their statue would date, honestly. I'm not saying you only right, right. have to date black, but some of these girls look like they were cheerleaders or something, very preppy types, and I, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's self-hatred or something well, here's or trophyism or what. Here's one way I look at it. In, in college, we have, um, when you get to college, if you go to a, um, one of the worst things that happened to HBCUs was um, the integration of the athletic programs and the PWIs. Yeah. Because in the 60s, Grambling, Prairie View, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hampton Howard, you know, you name it. All of these schools had these powerhouse, powerhouse programs. So you getting black people who were only around black people growing up to go to a black school and then they go out and they and they either go to the league or they don't whatever yeah. um what happens at in college especially in division one a universities is that you're at a pwi so you're at an oklahoma you're at a yeah, ut that's a good point you're at an lsu good point and some of you are from the hood and they and you were never really around white people yeah and then you go there and the people the women that are flocking to the team are white girls. Yeah. And so they're and it's like an exotic animal. Yeah. And what um what also was happening for a while was some of these women were getting taught to go after yeah. you know, make yourself up, learn how to do this, learn how mm-hmm. to do that, so that it's recruiting a tactic. ball player can can, you know, pick you up and then we can go live in in harmony mm-hmm. right so these guys they getting this attention from women that they've never seen types of women that they've never seen before um i guess it would be the equivalent of like being black growing up in the inner city of houston and then moving to like australia or something yeah. like that you just a bunch of about a bunch of white people yeah and then and some of them love you some of them don't right and they get a lot of this attention. And what happens for some of them is that because they get that attention, they go to those parties mm-hmm. and they go to those events and stuff like that when none of the black folks was going. Yeah. And so, you know, that and you went to UT. So, you know, yeah, that ain't definitely. but like 5,000 black kids at yeah. UT. <laughs> and so those kids are going to the black shit. They go into the AKA parties or the mm-hmm. to the the. the alpha parties and accused or whatever, or they go into the club that they go to yeah. and they not necessarily going to 
Pinu or you know some some house like that to those parties. But the football players are going there, yeah. and the basketball team is going there because they're going with the majority of where everybody is. Yeah. And so you get all of that attention, and because you think because you're in those spaces with white people, you then develop a subconscious that says, "Well, black girls don't like me." Because yeah. I don't see them here. I don't see them outside the locker room when we come out the games. I don't see them here. You know, um, when I go to class, they don't ever speak to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, there's this this subconscious of just like, you know, they don't want me no way. So, but this chick is showing me all type of attention and love and all that, or whatever they think is love. And, you know, and um, and I get to hit it a few times. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it just is what it is. And so they, they, it's like a, it's a shift. So it's like they always think that like, well, black women don't approach me. Well, maybe you're just not in the space where black exactly. women are, you know, there. You're not going where black people are. That's a good point. You know, so, um, and some of these dudes just. Corny. Just corny. Some of them just corny. Some of them, um, and, and black women think they're corny. Yeah. And they just don't give them no play, and then they find some, you know, white chick that just loves their dirty draws, Mm -hmm. and they just like, okay, well, cool. Cornball brothers. Yeah. Also, (laughs) I went to a um a school. I went to high school in the suburbs, where there's a number of white people for the most part. Yeah. And then and all and most of the black guys that I knew that I played with dated white girls because they grew up in that area, and that's all they were ever around was was, you know, I don't even think they even think twice about black women now. And it's it also, you know, different. and I came up different. Like, I came up, you know, in Inwood and in Acres Home area, like, going to school in Aldine, where where I only had maybe two black, white friends. Yeah. And all my friends was black or, you know, or Hispanic. You know what I'm saying? So everything was, uh, was, you know, you know, one of those types of situations, like, for me. So, like, when I came out there, I was like, for me, I was like, my girls don't even like me. Cause they don't approach me after the games. They not the ones like for me, it was different. It was like, I was like the white girls going to my guy over here that, yeah. you know, that they've been on. I, I up until recently, I thought I scared white women. <laughs> I, I, I still think I scare white women, which for me is like, it's not my issue. Cause I'm not like, look, I'm not doing nothing to you. I'm out of my business. So, um, but I do think I do think that uh, those spaces that they're in around white people and around white women and all that kind of stuff kind of warps their mindset set yeah. a little bit. And they have a this idea that, you know, you know, well, black women do this or black women do that or black women have bad attitudes or black women yeah. are, you know, because there's they're so used to being to people being around and being super passive around. Yeah. Them. And yeah subservient and all that kind of stuff and and that's fine like you know there's some white women out there with terrible attitudes too yeah exactly. and terrible personalities and you know all that kind of stuff it's not like a black woman thing mm-hmm. you know um black women probably have the attitude that you think they have because they tired of us yeah. <laughs> they're probably tired of us honestly so um but and to say like i can't even really say too much because it's like still over eighty percent of black men are marrying black women. Exactly, and ninety percent of black women are marrying black men. So, 
And that's a real number. Like that's these are these are real numbers. So like, you know, like a Kobe Bryant. Like I don't I don't necessarily um fought Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was born in Italy. Yeah. Kobe Bryant went to private school in Philadelphia. Yeah, he took Moesha. I mean, not Moesha. Uh, Brandy to prom. Yeah, he did. But that didn't mean they were going to be together forever. They were Brand- just the same age. Kobe was like, what, 19 years old when he met his wife on the set of a video, G'd up. Yeah, she was like <laughs> 17, 18. Yeah. He was like 17, 18. He met her on a, on a you know, he fell in love with her. You exactly. know, that's what he, that's what he, what he liked. And maybe he does have a preference for white women. I don't she's know. She's Latino. She's yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Um, the girl that he got caught with in, in oh yeah Utah yeah. was was yeah. it Utah? It, nah, it Colorado, was Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Um, the girl he got caught with in Colorado was yeah, white. Fair but, enough. But other than that, we don't know all the women that Kobe out here. Kobe was out here smashing. We mm-hmm. don't know if he doesn't like black women. We don't know if he does like black women. Um, there's a few that I'm just like, oh yeah, he he yeah. definitely don't. RG three, absolutely RG three. <laughs> RG three is uh, yeah. I mean he's from Copper's Cove. He don't know no better. Yeah, <laughs> Copper's <laughs> Cove, Baylor. You know he he was always when I used to see him at track meets, he was always just kind of a corny looking dude. Yeah, I didn't even know the dude had much athletic ability. I used to be like, yo, what is his? Why is his hair like that all the time? Because he had that shag back yeah. in the day. He would never cut it. And um, he did like he's never like. Let's just be clear. RG3 has never had a good barber. No. Like, they be clowning his ass. He's been going to Supercuts his whole life. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he just never struck me as a guy that necessarily liked, had an, a, an affinity for black women. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say he hates black women or that he just dislikes black women. He just might just be attracted to white women because I think white women are probably the only people that would give him any play. Yeah. And I get it. You know, if, if anything, like if, if big girls are the only ones that give you play, it's good. It's funny. When I was in college, we had a kid on our team. Uh, we came in together. He was from uh, Los Fresnos, white guy, quarterback. Um, Was like a Tim Tebow kind of guy, like a, he wasn't like super, super Christian, but he got a 4.0 GPA his entire time in college. Um, he did everything the right way. He was always a just a tight knit, you know, straight laced, clean cut guy. He was a twin. His, his, his twin brother went to Kansas to play linebacker. And um, we were at a party. It was like maybe our first party. And um, like our first party that we went to together. And we're all out. And um, this this white chick walks up. And we're in El Paso, by the way. So this white chick walks up and um, blonde hair, um, petite, you know, decent looking white girl, right? Mm-hmm. Decent looking girl. She's talking to him. So, you know, I, you know, he's a big guy. He's, you know, muscular. Yeah. Like he was built like Tim Tebow. He's mm-hmm. like a, like, like diesel, but yeah. he's a quarterback. And, um, <laughs> you know, moving to linebacker a couple of years later, but he's like, uh, she's talking to him. She's like, just, giving them googly eyes and she's like, yeah mm-hmm. so you know blah, 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 and they're talking they're talking talking and I'm standing right next to him and he is like like he's like tuning it out but he's not like he's just kind of like looking around but he's like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm from such and such yeah yeah what about you okay that's cool yeah yeah so 
So what's your major? Oh, okay, cool. Yes, you know, yeah, my major is such a, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the girl's like just keeping the conversation going. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm sorry. Um, no offense. I think you're an attractive woman, but I'm really not into white girls. Damn. <laughs> A white Damn. boy says this shit. So I said, I looked at him and I said, what? <laughs> so I'm like, what did he just say to this Damn. girl? And she's just like, oh, okay. Um, well, um, that had to hurt. That had to hurt. <laughs> okay, well, let's call this. You know, we can, we, we can, um, yeah, she's like, let's, you know, we'll, we'll just hang out one day. And, you know, she kind of like walked away. Wow. And I said, wait, what did you just say to her? And he said, ah, man, Jack, I'm just, I'm just not in the white girls. Damn. And I said, really? Because I had never met a white guy like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I never met one. And I said, so why? What What is it? He said, man, I'm from South Texas. We, everybody in my school was either Mexican or black. Yeah. And I love Hispanic women and I love black women. And that's just what it is. And like, he was like, and from then on, like I started watching him. He was enamored with black women and enamored with Hispanic women. Like he loved, he dated like one of the finest girls on the, um, on the drill team. And she oh, was damn. Hispanic. Like, like, the finest one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, I was like, oh, he really like, and it wasn't even like on no, cause he never even said, cause you know, a lot of times you'll talk to any type of man and you'll ask them why they like a certain type of woman. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh yeah, because you know, they, um, they do this shit. in the bed. Yeah. They do that. You know, they got that ass. When they got, you know. <laughs> and it's real corny. Like, yeah, but he just, he never said nothing like that. He was just like, man, I just, I just love, he said, I love black people, man. I love Hispanic. Like they, they, they always made me feel you know, yeah. you know, welcome or whatever. And, and he just never said, Oh, I like black girls. Cause they got, you know, mm-hmm. they got that ass you know, stuff. Never. Yeah. None of that. Like he never did none of that. And I never saw him try it. I ain't never say he see him say it to nobody mm-hmm. else. Shout out to Jeremy Springer, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> shout out to that guy. I just talked to him, man. He's uh he's coaching at uh Arizona now on a coach Sumlin, him and his brother. But, um, but yeah, that, that threw me, I said you're white and you don't like white women. Yeah. Where they do that at? <laughs> and he's like, bro, like that's this is not what we this is not what I was into when I was in high school. Yeah. That's them not those aren't the ones that gave me attention. I wouldn't even I didn't even go to school with white yeah. girls. And when I started going to school with white girls, I was like, it was weird. It was super <laughs> weird. Like I was just trying to get over white people. Mm-hmm. Like when um. When um on that first episode of the shop, when when LeBron was talking about going to private school yeah. and being around a bunch of white people, and he said, um, he said, I'm not fucking with white people. Yeah. Like he that resonated with me highly. Because here I am coming from a predominantly black area, predominantly black and brown area, going to a predominantly white school where where I was getting a car was a big deal. Yeah. Where I am now at this predominantly white high school, the issue wasn't the car. It was the type of car. So if you got a, if you got your son a Ford F-150, but he only liked Dodges, that's a problem to him. If you got 
your daughter uh uh you know a Volkswagen and she wanted a Benz that's a problem because what the the real problem is that two years later they end up getting the Benz or they get end up getting the Dodge and they end up like these are the type of problems that they have right <laughs> so it's a it's a culture shock completely because I'm like dog I got friends that walk to school yeah rode a bike I got yeah I got friends that that parents ain't never at the games <laughs> and your dad is at football practice in fourth period yeah he's in the middle of the day it's supposed to be lunchtime bro mm-hmm. you're at practice and you're trying to lobby for your kid to be in college right and you know going into parties and I didn't even drink when I was in high school I going into parties after games and I'm thinking that like oh their parents must be out of town yeah get there and their mom opens the door and it's like oh we got jello shots we got we got beers we got Damn. you know Hand me your keys. You're not drinking. I mean, you're not driving if you're going to drink, mm-hmm. you know, or just letting them go. You know what I'm saying? Like, in in Acres Home? Yeah. That ain't happening. Hell no. First of all, your parents ain't going out of town. No way. <laughs> not without you. <laughs> Second, this whole idea that, like, you just finna have a house to yourself and mm-hmm. we just finna throw a party and, and you about to, like, you gonna buy the beer before mm-hmm. you leave? Nah. Not happening. Chaperones in them, yeah, like the daddy gonna be there, like uh, what's his name in a uh, house party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I gotta do is follow the drip, follow the drip. <laughs> what's that dude's name who did Dave's kids? I uh, forget his name now. Uh, Robin Harris. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you, you better not ever commit a crime. All I gotta do is follow the drip, follow the drip. <laughs> yeah, man, like that. That was a different. That was a different set of different set of stuff, and I just didn't party with white people like that. Yeah, I hung out with my teammates, and I knew some white folks. And I had some white friends here and there, but um, I was just trying to find the black folks. Like I would sit with the black folks at lunch. I would do all that kind of stuff. So it was, but I was watching everyone else and I was like, oh, white, I mean, black girls don't even get them attention because they don't hang out with us. And I think that's an innate thing with black people. It's like, you don't even hang out with us. Yeah. You don't even do black stuff. (laughs) You don't be at the BET award. You don't, you know, you don't even do none of that. Exactly. So we don't think you mess with us. Mm-hmm. So we don't mess with you. We don't see you, you know, riding for us in no type of way. You just a star. So what are we supposed to think? When we go to the club and you and you um, popping bottles and don't nobody in the section look like us or none of your friends look like us. Like, what am I? What's my what am I supposed to do? Exactly. With that, like, OK, you don't like black girls then or you don't like you know, girls of a certain weight or, you know, something like that. And there's also a double-edged sword to that too, though. Because then when a lot of these guys get women that aren't the standard of beauty that people want, Mm -hmm. then there's an issue there too. Why he dating that ugly girl? That's true. Why he, he, she ain't even that fine. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be this and that. People dogged Chance the Rapper's. They dog Chance Wife or fiance. They got on Chance. They got on uh, Amari Hardwick. Yeah. Um. There's a few of them, but recent, most recently, it was Amari Hardwick and Chance, and um, I think it was the the mother of maybe Idris Elba's kid. 
if he has a kid, something like that. It was yeah. like somebody's ex girl that wasn't the standard of beauty that they wanted, mm-hmm. and it was just, oh, why you with her? This, uh, this. And dudes, dudes doing it the same. It's like, oh, he he's supposed to have a bad. Yep. He's supposed to have a bad one. I'm like, dog, he loves her. Like, leave them. Like, yeah, leave them folks alone, man. He loves this woman for whatever reason. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I even seen it with Amari. He was like, you know, woman got mad at me because I wouldn't take a picture with her. And I was with my family, mm-hmm. and I told her, I was like, no, thank you. I'm, you know, have a nice day. God bless you. I appreciate it, but God bless you. I'm, I'm with my family. And he's like, I'm with my wife, man. Y'all don't understand. Like, she was with me when I ain't had nothing. Exactly. And, you know, regardless of, you know, the race of your wife, like, if you true or your husband, like, if you truly love that person and you, you know, like, to me, little disappointed when I seen Serena with the with the white oh, boy, right? Yeah. A, a little bit. Because yeah. I'm like, dang, man. We, yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. But also... Some of the same, some it was a lot of black men out here talking about how she looked like a man and how she was built too, she was too swollen. See, and she was doing. A, I, I, I would argue that man. I it would was argue some. That. It was it, some. It was those, those were mainly white people saying that type. Well, of that stuff. too. But it was also some men out there that some black men out there like, I mean, you know, she looked too swollen for me. <laughs> she too like, you know, it wasn't that many. Yeah, but it was some. But then when he, when but and I say that because. Those same guys was the ones mad that she married the white boy. Yeah, but you know when we seen her with Jackie Long, it wasn't no problem. When we seen her with Common, it wasn't no problem. Mm-hmm. When we found out she was dating Drake, it wasn't yeah. no problem. You know whoever else she was dating, you know. But and I was like, dang man, we we almost had her. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. But again, if that's who you love, that's who you love. Apparently, she's extremely happy. They yeah. got a kid. They got a family. They doing their thing. And it just it just happens that way sometimes. Rihanna running around here with a uh, billionaire dude. Is he like a is he like Indian or something? I don't know what ethnicity. I know he's not black. He's like he looks he white, white, but he might yeah. be like Italian or something. Like, yeah, like yeah. she running around here with one of them. Yeah. Hey, you know, nope. look, she tried it with Drake. She yeah. tried it with Chris Brown. She tried shot. it with Mac, uh, uh, Matt Kemp. <laughs> yeah. She tried it. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe that's the one she she's supposed to be with. Yeah. And then you got people like Beyonce who meet Jay Z, yeah. fall in love with Jay Z, and they live happily ever after. Or you got LeBron who been with the same girl since yeah. high school, same black woman since high school, and they they are in love and they have. You know, three wonderful children, mm-hmm. and they just living their life and having their careers. Man, I, I just hope that everyone can say that they have some type of love like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, no matter what the what the love looks like. But again, nigga, you ain't gotta tell us about how dark skinned yeah. girls don't appeal to you, or how black women don't appeal to you, mm-hmm. or or even how white women don't appeal to you. You ain't gotta tell us you don't like white women. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't gotta tell us you don't like. Hispanic women, like mm-hmm. a lot of these women, and 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 especially the ones that ain't celebrities, right, yeah. or ain't athletes or whatever. Some of y'all got preferences for shit that you'll never have in your life anyway. Yeah, it's almost the same as like when uh, men. I was thinking about this the other day. I always say this: is like men look at gay men and they'll say, um, they think that because they're gay that they want you. Women don't even want you. <laughs> so how do, how are you going to tell me that the gay guy, because he's gay, is just looking at your butt? Mm. 
Like, that's not how this works, bro. That is not how this works. Everybody that likes men doesn't like you. Yeah. Right? Like, it's okay. The gay guy is just fine over there. Mm. <laughs> Mind his business. You Same can prison. mind your own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, one more thing I wanted to get you uh, your your take on real quick, man. I know you're a fight fan. I am. Uh, Ooh, there's a, a UFC card that will, by the time this podcast is out, it will already be done with. But we'll get your early predictions, man. Yeah. John Jones is fighting Anthony Smith, and Tyron Woodley is fighting Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Do you think they both win? I'm hoping Tyron Woodley wins. I hope he I hope he he pulls this one out. He's been doing really well lately. Yeah. Um, John Jones is winning that though. Yeah, I think so. I think the I think the Anderson guy is, is good though. I think he's yeah, uh, he's good. Anthony Smith, he's good. Yeah. Like he, I don't think it'll be an easy fight for John. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, he's had a lot of fights. I didn't think were going to be easy, and he yeah. didn't look easy. So, well, um, I think this will be a a good test to see where he he's really at. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, I think um, somebody else was fighting tonight, right? Uh, on UFC, those that's just the co-main events, right? Yeah, the okay. like the main event: John Jones, Anthony Smith. The co-main is Tyron Woodley and uh, Ugsman. Okay. Then there's a uh, Robbie Lawler's fighting again, Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's pretty much it for the main card. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like that should be a that should be a pretty good it's card. Gonna be a good card, man. Yeah. So. I'm I'm hearing um Connor's fighting. Yeah, well, I don't think they've made a set date for him yet. He's going to fight. He's been angling. He's been angling for GSP. GSP retired a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did, but, right? Yeah. yeah, because I think GSP wanted to fight with Khabib, and for and, whatever reason, that didn't happen. So at that point, this might just be a tactic for negotiation. Probably is because I think GSP will have one more mega fight, probably with Khabib or with Connor. They they will make that happen, I think, because there's too much money on the table to lose. Okay, yeah, um, I think, I, I, yeah, that could be even Connor fight. Got to, yeah, got that that re, rematch has to kind of, yeah, take place. Yeah. I don't think Connor wins that one either. No, no, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't. So yeah. I think that's why, because uh, I think um, Connor's suspension is only for six, while uh, Khabib's is for like nine. So I think there's time for. Uh, uh, Connor to get a fight in before yeah. Khabib. Yeah. And I think he might get some something, somebody who he can beat. Right. Maybe Aldo again. I don't know. But uh, he'll. Aldo. Uh, what's the other one named? The one that got off of suspension? Uh, Diaz. Yeah, yeah, Nate Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He's make that happen too. Yeah. I think. Um, I You know, call me crazy. I don't know if. I don't think. I don't know if Connor is the. Um, the face of the of the of the well, he probably nah. It's John Jones. It's uh, definitely not John yet, Jones. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. I, look, when it comes to like Connor's definitely a huge superstar. Yeah, I don't think he's a face right now because he ain't been around, and when he did come back around, he lost. Yeah, I think the what the face thing. It's nobody. Is a, as big a draw in the UFC as Connor right now. Somebody has to dethrone him in terms of popularity. But do you think be that's because face? there's more people in his weight class, or do you think it's just him? Because I I think that there's something to be said about like they're not me in a 
a whole lot of 205 pounders yeah. that are just super competitive and ready and willing to beat John Jones, yeah. right? Like, I I don't think, th- I don't really think there's anybody in that division. Like, he would, I think at this point, he didn't ran through the division. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he needs to just go up and just take that heavyweight belt and just kind of fight for, you know, legacy at this point. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's solidified to me. I know that he's had his issues, but yeah. um, I think with Connor, I think with, it's kind of like it's kind of like um like boxing right now. Yeah. For the last 15 years, the the face of boxing has been a 147 pounder. Yeah. And that's just because there's so many people in that you know, that's average size for a male. Like mm-hmm. 5'9 is the average height of a man. Um 150 160 pounds is probably around the the average weight of a male. And they gonna fight at one forty seven. So there's so many of those guys. It's not that many heavyweights. Yeah, there ain't. I can't name you ten heavyweights right now. No, I can name you five. I can't. But uh, the heavyweights always been kind of weak in UFC. Period. So it's right. been a weird division. Yeah, and what? And, and Connor fights at sixty or fifty five. He, he used to fight. He came up at one forty five, but that was a stretch for him. He doesn't yeah. fight there anymore. I think he fights typically one fifty five. One of the fights he lost was at seventy, right? To yes, Diaz. to Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think part of that has to do with just the fact that that might be the most robust. Yeah. Um, well, I think with Connor, well, to your argument, John Jones is arguably the greatest fighter in UFC history already because oh yeah, he absolutely. cleared out the light heavyweight division when there were killers on the roster, and he made it look easy. Yeah, he ran through everybody. Yeah. Uh, Connor McGregor has lost. He's lost badly. The thing about Connor is nobody can sell a fight better than him right now. He does sell fights well. Yeah, he's, he does. he's the whole aura, the whole PR spectacle. I'm wondering when people are going to get catch wind of that and just be like, oh, here he goes. Never. Because it, it never got old with Mike Tyson. He was doing that for a while, too. Mike, I can't really say that. Mike was doing that later. True. Mike was doing that when getting ready to fight Lennox Lewis and uh, who was the other one? Uh, um, Galata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But like early Mike wasn't really talking a lot. Yeah. And the outlandish stuff he would say would be in an interview that really ain't got nothing to do with promoting a fight. True. Um, except a couple times when some guys, you know, where they do the via satellite thing mm-hmm. and they go on and somebody <laughs> says something oh, to man, him. Oh, man, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, what's the dude name that he beat up outside of Dapper Dan? Uh, the one with the shag. I know here. I fuck. I forgot his name. The now. one with the shag. He beat him up and then and the uh, dude seen him at Dapper Dan now. and he uh and he uh beat him up outside of Dapper Dan. Had that black eye. But he didn't really talk a boatload of trash to, to Mitch Green. Mitch Green. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He didn't talk a boatload of trash to to Riddick Bowe. He didn't really talk a lot to Trevor Burbick. He didn't say much to Holyfield either. Yeah. In fact, when he lost to Holyfield, he was anytime. That's a bad stigma that 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 Tyson really kind of had was that he was just kind of like this this unhinged creature. Well, he admitted he was unhinged. He was. But His when book he was, is really good, but he admitted that. But when he lost, there was never a a bitterness about it. It seemed yeah. like he. You know, he was obviously really disappointed that he lost to Buster Douglas. Yeah. 
but when you hear him afterwards, he's he's really he's really humble about it. Yeah. Like even after the like after the fight, you know, he's just like yeah, he's just a better fighter. Yeah. And that's just it just is what it is. And he I wasn't think, crushed by that at all, really. Right. Now, there was a thing that I saw a couple of months ago of uh Teddy Atlas. You know, Teddy Atlas hates Michael. Yeah, um, he does. And and for good reason. He, yeah, he tried to smash his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um He he was on Joe Rogan and he said, I would say that you say that, you know, Tyson's overall record was like 30 and five, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. He said, I would venture to say that Tyson's record was actually 0 and five. And they were like, why would you say that? He's like, well, because he fought a lot of guys that were afraid of him. Yeah. But the ones that weren't afraid of him knocked him out. And he didn't know how to, you know, um, come at come back from adversity. Like he didn't know how to um, fight through things when it got hard, you know, because he, you know, first 10, 15 fights was a minute and a half long. He's sleeping them in immediately. Yeah. First, second round. You know what I mean? He never really went the distance that much. Then he goes the distance with, well, he didn't even go the distance with, uh, he went eight rounds with, with a Buster Douglas and Buster, you know, put him on his ass and then. Holyfield put him on his ass and then he came back and then he bit Holyfield and then he came, you know, comes back and he loses to um, Lennox Lewis. And, you know, it just wasn't a, you know, but he said, and it was interesting to me, but it was also like, I also know you just hate Mike Tyson. Yeah. So, well, to his point, yeah, he is biased in that, Mm -hmm. but I do think people have kind of overrated Mike Tyson's legacy a little bit. I don't. I think he he his reign happened in a weak period of the heavyweight division. Um, Muhammad Ali was done. Uh, was Larry Holmes got old? Uh, yeah, George yeah, Foreman yeah. retired. Yeah. He came back in the nineties and they never fought. They never did fight. Yeah. So I don't really know if if Foreman really wanted that smoke though. There was there were rumors that Tyson didn't want that smoke honestly, but I don't know. I don't know. There's a uh, a YouTube video. Of um, it's like an hour long, and it's like a um, like a an extensive oral history of the heavyweight boxing um, weight class in the nineties. Yeah, and it starts at like eighty eight, eighty nine, something like that, and it goes through and it's telling you like who was the top five at every year, who was the lineal champion, um, who had what belt. You know, Tommy Morrison was in that. Mike, Riddick Bowe, George Foreman, Holyfield. Uh, Hasim Rockman came in a little bit later. You had um, um, 97 is when Klitschko came in. One of them, one of the Klitschko brothers lost his first fight. Um, Shannon Briggs was 98, 99 ish. Who else was a heavyweight around that time? Um, Larry Holmes, yeah. um, you know, just oh, uh, Moore, uh, Michael Moore, yeah, you know, a lot of uh, Vernon Forrest. Was it was was it Vernon Forrest? And there's a guy that um that Holyfield lost to. I think that was Michael Moore. That was Michael Moore. Um, 
you know, and just kind of how, like, basically the chronological order of how these guys were winning and losing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting because, you know, there was always that rumor about, well, it was always that big controversy about Riddick Bowe and Lennox Lewis and how they were supposed to fight when Riddick Bowe had the belt. Yeah. And, um, but it also told, it also showed me how underrated Riddick Bowe was. That's true. Because Riddick Bowe was the man for a good three, four years. And he's the only one who beat Holyfield twice. No one's beaten Holyfield twice except him. Yeah. Um, but it was a it was a really interesting one. I, I have to send that to you when um when we done. It's like it's you're like, damn, that really happened. And it's like, damn, I do kind of remember that. And yeah. you know, but there was that fight. What was the reason why Lewis and Riddick Bow didn't fight? It was like a it was some type of rematch clause that was in and and it was like a. It was something weird that and and Riddick Bo just gave up the WBC belt because he he was just like screw it y'all don't want to do it my way and I ain't just gonna I'm just not gonna do it. But um, yeah man, boxing got some good fights coming up though. It does. We got a. Uh, Canelo's um, fighting soon. Canelo. Ah, uh, Canelo's fighting in like April or May. Canelo and um Canelo and Danny Jacobs. Yeah, I just saw them do a little press conference or something, so I thought it was sooner, yeah. but I guess this month is um yeah is Errol Spence and uh, Mikey Garcia. Okay. That's uh at 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 and T Stadium. Uh, that should be a good one. Next month is um Terrence Crawford and um uh, Amir Khan. Yep. That's on 420. Uh, May is Canelo. I think that's Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Carmelo. I mean, Canelo and um, Danny Jacobs. Um, I think there's one coming up in June. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury got postponed. Yeah. I don't know why, though. Fury's fighting somebody else, I believe. Uh, Oh, you know what it was? Fury uh, signed an ESPN deal. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He signed a deal with ESPN, and I think he, I, which I don't know if it was the best idea, because I think he just kind of grabbed the money that he thought he was going to get. But um, Clarissa Davis is fighting um, Christina Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Clarissa? Clarissa Shields, I'm sorry. Clarissa Shields, not Clarissa Davis. Clarissa Davis is uh, is a... Uh, Basketball Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> Clarissa Shields. Okay. Uh, the only two-time Olympic gold medal winner in in boxing across the board. Like, no one's ever won two Olympic gold medals. Oh, wow. Um, she won the 2012 Olympics and 2016 Olympics. She's 24 years old, 23 years old. And she's undefeated. And she's got almost all the belts. She's about to get – she's about to go grab another one from Christina Hammer. So, um, that's on Showtime in April as well. Another big one in June, Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua and, and Jarrell Miller. Jarrell, big baby Miller. Big yeah. baby pushed him so far across yeah, that. He did. <laughs> you punked him. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping big baby gets it. Me too. Me too. I'm a little tired of Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he's kind of awesome. Yeah, some cornball. He, he's been running too long from Deontay Wilder. That whole thing should have happened last year and it didn't. I almost, sick of them. I almost just really want to see Wilder and Fury again yeah. before I want to see any of them fight Joshua. I, I feel the same. That was a good fight. I think um, 
I think Tyson can I think Fury can definitely beat Anthony Joshua. Yeah. I think Wilder can, but he he can't be telegraphing his punches like he did last yeah. time. Because I really don't even think he. I, granted, yes, there's no fight where you, in life, where you've knocked down somebody twice and lost. Mm-hmm. I think if he had knocked him down once, one hundred percent would have been a, um, a, a decision to Tyson Fury. But um, there's a lot of good boxing, man. I'm glad it's making that resurgence. Um, I don't know where the zone fits into all of this, but it's it's seeming, you know, right now they got Canelo. Also, who doesn't have a deal right now is uh, Triple G. Yeah. Which I know why he don't have a deal. Because if he signed the Showtime, they're going to make him fight the Charlo brothers. Yeah. One of the Charlo brothers. He's running. Absolutely running. Yeah. He don't even want the rematch with Canelo no more. Yeah. I don't even think he wants Danny Jacobs again. He beat Danny Jacobs. Absolutely. But. He would give him problems again. Danny Jacobs knocked him down, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good fight. Yeah, he he don't. Triple G just want to collect his money and fight bombs for the rest of his career. Yeah. He probably think he got about three, four more years left. So he's going to fight two bums a year. And and try like the one that, he, that they picked after the Canelo fight, they wanted him. Nobody knew who he was. And that motherfucker got out there and lost. He lost to the <laughs> he lost yeah. and and then they were like, Well, we think we're gonna fight that guy too. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't mean to interrupt your train of thought, but uh UCF is up on Houston with thirty five seconds left. Oh. U of H is what, thirty yes. and one this year? They are twenty seven and one right now. They are ranked number eight nationally. Number eight. They about going to lose into the to tournament. UCF probably. Man, hold up. <laughs> They probably about to lose to UCF. Game ain't over. Game ain't over. Hey man, <laughs> I'm no, oh, he put him on a free throw line. Yeah, Damn. he put him on a free throw line, bro. They about to start fouling for the rest of the game. Shout out to U of H, man. They, you know, they got a they nice got a new decent stadium. squad, man. Got a decent squad. It kind of took me by surprise that they were doing so well because I don't really watch college basketball that much. But um, but yeah, U of H is definitely okay, down by three. Okay. This nigga missing field goals. <laughs> he missing free throws. Um. UCF don't look like they got a bad twenty one and six. That's not bad. Yeah. Wait, ain't Central Florida uh don't Isaiah Thomas coach one of them? Uh Isaiah Thomas coaches in college, right? He coached in college. Yeah, I don't think he t- he coaches. It's not Central UCF. Florida. No, I don't think so. I could be wrong. It might be either. South Florida, actually. Who does Isaiah Thomas coach? Um Yeah, I Isaiah think he, Thomas coaches. Wait, I don't even know. He's not even coaching nobody right now. I don't think he is. At one point, he was coaching. Um, um, what what school was that? It was a school in Florida. I want to say. Wasn't he t- uh, coaching a, a women's basketball team last? The New York Liberty. Oh, he was a team president. Yeah, he was the president. Then he was a uh, yeah no I don't see him coaching the college team right now. It might have been somebody else, not Isaiah Thomas. Um, he coached FIU, Florida International. Oh, okay. And that was damn. That was so twenty twelve. He yeah he's done. He ain't coaching nobody no more. Yeah. But, um, yeah yeah he was at Florida International. 
But yeah, Central Florida's up that four sucks. points right now. Thirty three seconds left. U of H. I mean, I don't know if they dropped that far in the, in the rankings. If they well, you know, UFC UCF is unranked, so oh, I yeah, that's, a, that's you, not a good I, loss. Yeah, I hate when. But they, I mean. Basketball is a little different, though. Yeah. They'll be in a tournament no matter what. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Positioning in the tournament would be important. If they yeah. lose this one, they're going to, I think, But drop. they're in the same conference, though, right? Yeah. You think they'll win the tournament? I mean, they should. <laughs> I, mean, but I don't know. Look, playing like this. I didn't see the whole game, so I can't really call on how they've been playing. But it's a low-scoring game, even for a college game. So, I don't know. Yeah. But I, yeah, man, I'm. Oh shit! Did he airball that? Yeah, it's not good. The game is over now. Yeah, uh, over. yeah, sucks. man. So you know, tough luck to uh, to you know. Uh, March Madness is starting pretty soon. Yes. Um, you do brackets and all that, man. I did one one year. I did one twice. Um, I don't watch college basketball enough, so I just be guessing a lot yeah, of times. Most people do, but I'll be looking at the teams that I think are going to win and and kind of go from there. And you know, some year the years that I do them are the years that schools that of course one double A basketball school, yeah, you know, Davidson and you know what what's the other school that won a couple years ago? Um, uh, there's been a yeah, there's been a few yeah, crazy upsets. Butler and you know Gonzaga and you know yeah, they be winning stuff. Okay, they got a little life. Twenty seconds left. Got to make that. Miss uh, that. Okay, it's game over. Now. Ain't got no Rebound. clutch gene. Oh no clutch my God. They out here missing layups. Oh, my God. Look at God. Oh, my God. All right, God. man. U of H is done. U of <laughs> oh, what H is do, done What do you night. think about Zion, man? Do you think he should sit out or not? If he sat out, I wouldn't care. Fair enough. I'd, I'd, if he sat out, I'd be like, you know what? Do that. <laughs> I think the only reason why he would come back is because he's built a relationship with the coach and with his with the players. Yeah. And there's a camaraderie there, and he wants to play that way. And they probably paid him, too. <laughs> probably paying him too. He's like, look, we do not. Look, I know the shoe don't work that well, but we do not. Yeah. We do not pay our players and they don't play. Um, that that whole thing, it was just a weird situation. The stars were just aligned really mm-hmm. weird. Duke, you playing Duke. Tickets are $3,000. Yeah, Duke, North Carolina. By the way, when Obama tickets are twenty nine hundred and ninety something dollars, I never want to hear anybody else tell me that a college player shouldn't get paid. Yeah, fair enough. Ever, ever. There's no reason why a a college basketball ticket should be three thousand dollars if ain't nobody getting paid. So that's the first thing. Barack Obama was at the game. Yes. Who else was at the game? Uh, I only saw Obama, but probably some more people were there. There were some like celebrities there. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if Jordan wasn't there. He's usually there for those big games. Yeah. He probably had a. They probably the Hornets were probably playing that night. Yeah, and it was at the All Star weekend, so you that's know, he's true. probably still recovering from that hangover. Because <laughs> he, you know, nah, he's seasoned, man. Actually, that was yeah, that was like two days after his birthday. Yeah, it was like three, three, three days after his birthday. Yeah, he wanted a bender. Yeah. He was on that uh, flu game form. The boy, the boy went out there with them with them big old jeans, with them with them with them baggy jeans, oh, and, uh, man. and was living his life out there in Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah, man. But yeah, Zion, man. I, I just hope he, if he doesn't play, I wouldn't. He's gonna be the first round draft pick either. Anyway, yeah, exactly. For, honestly, he could have gotten hurt. Like he could have gotten, he could have torn that ACL mm-hmm. and still been the number one pick. I think it just ain't nobody in the league, ain't, ain't nobody in, in in the NCAA better than him. And I know it ain't nobody overseas that's better than him. No. I don't care who they think is better. You know what I mean? Like he's he's 
he's uh definitely gonna be that number one pick. Who you think get the number one pick though? <sighs> Who are the worst teams right now? Um, the Knicks. The Knicks, um, the Cavaliers, Cavs are the trash. Cavaliers need one because they're so bad. Chips, boy. The Suns, but the Suns have a future, so they have Devin Booker at least. Um, For how long though? Yeah, it's true. Um, Who the worst team? Let me look up NBA records. Um, the Pels might—they're probably going to miss the playoffs, so they'll yeah. get a lottery, a lottery ball. Yeah, they're basically tanking right the now. The Lakers can probably get a lottery ball if they screw up. The um, three worst teams in the East are the Bulls at eighteen and forty-five, the Cavs at fifteen and forty-seven, and the Knicks at thirteen and forty-nine. Pelicans are at twenty-eight, thirty-six. Grizzlies mm-hmm. are bad, and the Suns only have twelve wins this year and fifty-one losses. So Good they're Lord, completely man. awful. Twelve and fifty-one. Yeah. Oh, you know how sick of this I would be? <laughs> 12 and 51? Yeah, they're really bad. I would I would hate everybody. <laughs> I'd want to fight everybody. But, you know, we'll see how the Suns, you know, James Jones is, is the GM over there. Yeah. Hopefully he makes some, some good trades or whatever. We'll but, um, yeah, I, I think the Knicks are probably going to end up with the number one pick. And I think Zion's probably going to be the one. Probably. Probably. Another draft is right. I know Zion, Zion's going to go number one anyway. Yeah. But I think the Knicks are going to get that pick. And get Kevin Durant, too. You think they're going to get Kevin Durant? I think so. I think Kevin Durant, Durant's gone. I think he might be gone, but I don't know if he gets. I don't know where where, the where else would he go except the Knicks? L.A.? With LeBron after he already said that it's toxic playing with him? He said, "I could see how it's be. It could be hard playing with him." Yeah, and he said the toxic part. I think a lot of people think that the toxic part is the is the media circus that comes yeah. around. But Kevin Durant's a media circus. That's true because he's always saying some crazy shit to the media. Yeah. He just told the media, "I don't trust y'all." You know what I mean? Um, Draymond just signed with uh, Rich Paul. That's true. So he could. He might go. That could be a Laker move. Yeah. Um. They all got to get resigned. Clay, KD, and uh, Dre. They're all up for, for resigning this year. Yeah. Um, all of them free agents. So, KD could go to LA. If he likes better weather, he can go, he'll go to, you know, if he wants to be closer to home, maybe new. Um, I mean, Knicks. he plays in the Bay Area already. I don't think LA would be like a huge weather Yeah, but he got a house in LA, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like most guys do, but I just see okay, he's already a two times finals MVP. He's already a two time NBA champion. What is he gained by playing with LeBron versus going to a terrible franchise like the Knicks and reviving them? Well, the question is and I and this is like I don't know the answer to this. Um does he want to play for Fizdale? Yeah, that's true. Also, if they don't have the year that they want to have because maybe they don't get another guy over there, then um, are they going to fire Fizdale? Yeah. If they fire Fizdale, then they're back trying to find a coach. And I don't know who that coach is. 
But if they're not going to be, if the Grizzlies couldn't be patient with Fisdale, I don't know that the New York Knicks would really ready be ready to be patient with him either. They could fire Fisdale and just keep his wife. Good Lord. <laughs> Did you see Stephen A? Yes. <laughs> Stephen A Stephen is, is hilarious. Tripping, Stephen bro. A is hilarious. If Fisdale squares him up for the shit he said. <laughs> I don't I didn't think it was disrespectful. Yeah, but bro, you're not even we're not even talking about that right now. <laughs> Sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> I see why he's happy all the time. Yo, Steve, I really think Stephen A needs a nap. <laughs> he does. He needs some time. They work him like crazy. He needs a vacation. Yeah. They got him talking about sport. I mean, talking about football. He out there talking about football players that have been injured all season. Yes. I think he's going to play well. He was out the whole – like he hasn't mm-hmm. played all year. What are you talking about? They put him out there at the UFC event. <laughs> like they he knows what he's UFC. talking about. Boxing events. He – and, you know, he's carrying Max Kellerman through yeah. first take, you know, and they and not well either. I think Max Kellerman is like a genius bat, um, boxing mind. Like, I think he's he's a great boxing mind. He don't know shit else about no other sports. That's though. true. I agree. He don't know nothing about no sports. Know. Every year he say the same thing. Tom Brady fell off a cliff. He's done. Mm. Then he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, but he's, he's still done next year. Sure. Just give it up. He's man. just a yeah, Max Kellerman. Yeah, his raps ain't all that tight either. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> his raps was was not was not fire at all. Yeah, yeah man. Think we're gonna wrap it up, man. It's like a three hour podcast. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, um, man. We covered a lot. You did. So um, again, man, catch me at South by Southwest uh, March fourteenth and March sixteenth. March fourteenth at the Parker Jazz Club, eight thirty p.m. March sixteenth. Um, nine o'clock at the Gorham Brothers hat shop. Do not be late to any one of these. Don't be late. Please come through. I need the crowd. I need the I need my, my the supporters and the love, man. Um thank you, Rocket, for yes, again for all that you do with this podcast. Um I'm getting a lot of really good feedback from um everybody. So um yeah. We uh a quick plug real quick if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Uh, the podcast things I do, the Gems and Juice podcast, be subscribed. Yes. It's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. I um, do that with uh, my boy Figgy mm-hmm. and my girl Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Um, we skipped a couple episodes just because of personal things going on, like other appointments, but we're going to be back next week. Mm-hmm. Also, the ESG and Rocket Show surprise announcement is no more. What? Yeah. Why not? Well, we are reformatting the show. Okay. We're going to have a different podcast. It's still going to be me and ESG, but it's going to be less just sports focused because honestly, we just had to break up with the people who were involved with the podcast before. They were on some other shit, so we finally had enough. Oh, okay. So uh, we are going to be back with a different form of podcast. It's still going to be dope, man. ESG is still funny as hell, and we're going to be getting into it, but it's not going to be a strictly sports podcast. It's going to be more like a everything kind of breakfast club type thing. So stay tuned for that coming soon. Uh, It's going to be all social media. So So it's going to be still called the ESG and Ryan record show. No. Okay. No, the the new name is coming, but it's going to be reformatted. Okay. So when does it start? Uh, Maybe next week. 
Okay. We're okay. trying to get the logo together, trying to get all the design okay. elements together. So, right. yeah, we're, we're reformatting the whole thing, man. We're still going to have guests. We're still going to have to do the whole thing. You know, we're still going to get you on sometime again, probably. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for that, people. Coming soon. For sure, man. Stay tuned for that, for that, um, for that. That new flip flop, they they rebrand. <laughs> Check out the uh, the uh, Gems and Juice podcast with my girl Jasmine and Figgy and my man Ryan Rocket. Yes, sir. Um, I'm gonna just throw the plug out there. Check out a uh, Booker T and uh, Brad Gilmore. Oh the, yeah. The, uh, uh, what's the name of the? Podcast? No, they they okay. You got to stop there for a second because oh, no. they they no longer work with Sports Radio 610. What? Yeah. What? Because there's something else coming. Oh, they got a bigger deal coming. Another station that maybe I've already said too much. Another sports <laughs> talk radio station? Well, you, I'm going to edit this whole thing out because I don't know if I'm supposed okay. to say this All part. Right. But, uh, yeah, they, they are no longer with Sports Radio 610. But the their show will continue in some form or fashion. I will say that much. All right. Bigger and better things, I yeah. hope. Yeah, man. Shout out to Brad Gilmore and motherfucking Booker T. Um, who else's podcast can I shout out? Uh, shout out to the Now What podcast with Arian Foster. Yes. Um, shout out to my guys out in New York, the Joe Button podcast. Yes. Um, big things out there, big things popping. They didn't come to my show last week, and I invited them, and I had them on the list, but they, you know, you know, I'm a. <laughs> I told Joe I was gonna do a diss song about him. <laughs> see, see what, uh, Add see what he really Yeah. You better get your bars together. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, we here, man. We out here. We at again at our undisclosed location. Yes. And, um, we are, uh, overlooking the city. It's going in the evening time. It's about five o'clock. Quiet storm is coming. <laughs> it's real foggy. It's probably from the rodeo cookout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. And um, yeah, man. I appreciate you coming through, man, uh, Rocket. Yes, sir. As always, we will see you next week. Hopefully it wasn't a um a bad layoff for you guys. I know we didn't do a podcast last week. I was out of town, I'm sorry. Um but yeah, we out you. Goodbye. <laughs>